Does everybody know what time it is? Time for the season eight super spectacular. In person. What? What? It's grunt work. Welcome, everyone, to our final season spectacular for the final season of Home Improvement, season eight. Super of, spectacular. Of home, of super spectacular. Grunt work. It's the final improvement. Tool time. At last season spectacular. Also, you should mention that. <laughs> we, I wonder, okay, so big surprise. I think we've alluded to it over the last couple yeah. of episodes yeah. uh, in passing. Or, or just me outright saying it. So yeah, but I don't think people knew it was for this episode. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. let's reveal the big secret here, uh, Truman, Landon. It's good to see you, Landon. It's good to see you too, wearing a hat with oh god, I don't know how to describe it. Some kind of logo involving baseball on it. <laughs> it's the Brewers. Yes, the Brewers. It's good to see you wearing the, a Brewers. Cap. The Milwaukee Brewers. If you could see, and oh. I can demonstrate this to you. Yes, yes. With show my me. finger. Uh, well, oh, easy now. Don't, no boy. Uh, uh, you've got the Milwaukee Brewers, yeah, and it's in the shape of a baseball glove. Oh, with that's the baseball, baseball there, glove looks but like. it's also M oh. B for Milwaukee Brewers. Wow, sports really is interesting. I, in another life, uh, in another uh, job outside of grunt work, um, is this a job you get paid for this? Uh, I do not know. Um, just I get paid in in good spirits. Oh, um, liquor? Did the, someone gives you booze? Yes, someone gives me booze. Uh, I uh, have been a designer, mm-hmm. uh, a graphic designer, and I've always had uh, affinity for um, major baseball league logos. Yeah. I don't know why, especially yeah. from the eight seventies and eighties in particular. Yeah, are just like chef's kiss, mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. designs. Yeah, Brewers logo has not changed in decades. It's the Coca Cola of baseball logos. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. personally. Yeah. Uh although it, it the D from Detroit, you know, if I gotta we're we're talking home improvement. We're talking I gotta I gotta give some props to the hometown old English D. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, uh, yeah, props to the hometown yeah. graphic designs. Yeah, how did you get me talking about graphic design when we haven't even revealed the surprise yet? I, I you know, because because <laughs> in typical grunt work fashion, we have a very clear objective that we need to accomplish, and then we go off on a tangent for no Th- reason. That's how we fill two hours. Uh, we are in the same room podcasting for the first time since like 2019, uh, early 2020. 2020. Oh, I yeah, bet, yeah. I bet it was. Probably early February. It was okay around the same time we saw Uncut Gems together. I yeah. guess. Yeah, that yeah. was. I don't remember when we decided not to be in the same room anymore. But I, I think the government told us that it wasn't safe, and that was when we decided. Fair. Yeah, but I think that maybe it had to have been February. My last like date with someone, we went on five dates, and I thought like, oh, this is going pretty well. And then we, the last date we went on. Uh, Pandemic memories here. Yeah. Uh, the last date we went on was to go see the Fred Astaire film uh, Swing Time. Wow. In this uh, theater in El Segundo. And there was talk of this disease going around. <sighs> no one knew what it was. And there was an old person behind me hacking up a lung the whole movie. And Great. I'm like, oh, boy, mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. not good. And I think I'm pretty certain uh, that is what led her to go at the end of the date. I don't think this is working out. Uh-uh. We should uh, we should probably not see each other anymore because it's then, like, I, I think the apocalypse is coming. Yeah, and we shouldn't get started. And then two weeks later, like everyone was locked down. Fuck. So wow. Who, who knows what how different life would be it, if uh, 
the pandemic haven't hit, hasn't yeah. happened. Yeah, she, you know, she told you, I, I think we shouldn't see each other anymore. Also, I don't think that you should record in person with Truman anymore. <laughs> uh, I think the podcast will be improved by you two being on a phone call and being in your own respective quarters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I am here in beautiful Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, Landon has been showing me the town. We've been painting the town red. Uh, if you if you have the opportunity to come to Madison, folks, uh, do it and and stay with Landon because his house is beautiful. Every <laughs> home improvement project you've heard about has been completed. Well, I mean, some of them are still in progress. Some of, yeah, yeah, I haven't stained the the shelves in my my nook yet. But. That's fine. I've 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 been, I've been staining other shelves in the apartment. That's awful. <laughs> That's an awful joke. I haven't I haven't stained anything in Landon's at Landon's house. Uh, but it's 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 been a, a beautiful time. It's a beautiful city, and I can't recommend Madison highly enough. Well, I I, I mean. Uh, I appreciate that, and I will I will tell every other Madisonite uh, your your well wishes. I, exactly. Of course, I'm also coming from L.A., which just had a hurricane and a heat wave. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, weather is being kind of yes. normal here. I'm into this. Uh, we also are coming out of a, a heat wave, but not nearly as bad as the one in L.A. So they, they call 96 degrees a heat they wave. They do. Folks. Yeah, that Exce- is excessive heat warnings. Yeah, yeah. That the, the warnings are what's excessive, if you ask me. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. This is, I keep getting thrown off because I'm used to like just looking at the posters on the wall in my office when I'm, when I'm talking to you and instead I've got you sitting here looking at me. I don't know if this is weird for you too. No, I'm, well, I'm used to like looking at things on the internet while you're talking and not oh, listening and oh. then pretending like I was listening. Oh, perfect. Okay. That's great. Well, we can, we can just resume that. I got, okay, I great. got my laptop right over here. Let's, <laughs> I got some let's see. I got to do. Rockpapershotgun.com. <laughs> Tell me about Baldur's Gate 3. Um... <laughs> Yeah. So so here we are. We're we're wrapping mm-hmm. up we're wrapping up season 8. Yeah. I mean, we're wrapping up the series. Well, 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 we are. We're wrapping up the series of home improvement. Sure. We're not wrapping up the series of grunt work. Well, yeah, but also this isn't I mean, we we've, we've also got a spectacular where we review the entire series of home improvement. And and this is just the one where we're talking about season 8. Correct. Yes. So but, don't false advertise what we're doing here. Uh, we well, okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, we do have another spectacular. We're gonna do what? Uh, okay, was that supposed to be a surprise? No, Did but I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was. I was still producing it, so I was like, I don't know what it's gonna entail yet. So uh, I gotcha. we'll, we'll we'll mention it now. There will be um, after this episode. We're gonna go into some movies for a Woo! while. Movies, you, movies. You know them. You love them. Uh, <laughs> now more than ever. Now, <laughs> movies. Won't you? Uh, after we go through the movies, we're gonna come back. We're gonna finish grunt work with a a series spectacular yes uh where what i was thinking is our our thoughts as they settle Mm -hmm. dust settles from the season uh from from season eight we're able to get a a good look at the entire series yeah we go into um we do the the episode of the live i can't remember what it was called yeah the the live bloop whatever yeah Wait. the where tim allen and richard karn and debbie dunning are there mm-hmm. uh it's a live show and it's like half a clip show and a half a whatever yeah one man show what right. it is right it's not a bloop show it's a clip show the bloop show we're not doing the bloop show we're not doing yeah uh so we'll cover that then we'll go into the series spectacular but i think that series spectacular is also going to be looking back at at grunt work. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's, it's going to serve a dual purpose. Yeah. It'll be an this, uncompromising look. This is strictly, this episode today, strictly season eight, where where we began. I'll, I, we've talked a few times now. Yes. I think it was season six where Just we decided to go uh, 
every other week that, that, with that, our recording. Yeah, that was that was where Truman's depression decided that we were going to go every other week with our recordings, <laughs> and and it didn't make things better. Don't worry, guys, I'm fine. That but that season lasted almost an entire year, and I couldn't remember where it began and where it ended. Yep, uh, you're welcome. I think because of our website going off this year and just a number of other things that have happened, I when I was looking back at the episodes for the season, I'm like, Whitewater? My God, that was ages ago. It really, the only reason that I remember Whitewater as an episode of this season is because the whole time I was thinking like, this is how they're starting the last season. (laughs) Um, Which kind of holds, holds water through the the whole last season. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike that, uh, unlike that raft they were on. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I've I, my biggest thing is with some of the some of the episodes from early in the season, post Whitewater, even post Randy's departure. Because on some, like the, I definitely memory hold the fact that there was ever another boy on the show, one who I referred to as yes. my best friend. Um, I, I think that was the only way that you can kind of like get through losing Jonathan Taylor Thomas yeah. is just forget he was ever there. But looking back and seeing, oh yeah, there was an episode where the, the episode where Tim's brother and Jill's sister are hooking up. Yeah was this season i it's like that feels like a season seven episode <laughs> i don't know don't ask me what makes an episode a season seven episode versus a season yeah, eight episode right. it just it seems to me like just based on where we've been with the the last half of the show it feels to me like all of season eight has just been like turning out the lights shutting you know locking all the doors getting yeah. everything ready to go whereas the first half of the season was just random stuff because they thought there might be another season i well, listen, you can I'm not going to challenge you on your own thoughts, but I'm going to comment maybe to the contrary. Okay, so you're just kind of kind of just like calling it a different thing, but you are challenging me on my thoughts. You're welcome well, no, to do you, it. You you can have whatever thoughts you want and I'm not going Thank to you. dismiss your feelings. I'm saying I'm I don't think I hold the same we, we are not in agreement I and mean, we don't agree. This is what's changed since the last time we saw each other face to face. I come into this guy's house and all of a sudden we're disagreeing. I don't I, I don't feel like the last half of the season they are turning off lights and dusting the floor. I feel mm. like they're turning other lights on and they're going, what about this light? Does mm-hmm. this change the, mm-hmm. the yeah. room in a different way? What if we put a red bulb in here? Yeah. What, if, what if we, yeah. you know, uh, we strip up the carpet and put in a hardwood floor? What, yeah. What if we, we just put linoleum down? Like, how do we change this thing to be a different thing? Let's shine a black light in this room. Oh, God, big mistake. Let's not do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> just, you just see these bright white trails leading to the fuck spots. It just it goes to a... <laughs> what, what is this weird white goop leading to a solid wall? Oh, my God, they're coming out of the walls. <laughs> Literally, in this case. That they they decide to rip up the carpets after they put on the black light. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. In retrospect, that would be a good that would be a good tool time. It's like you know, hey, you you fucked too much in your house. How do you renovate <laughs> it to make it clean again? Wow, well, things we've missed. Oh, uh, okay, Lord. but so yeah, so you you feel yeah, like you feel like they were trying to go down different avenues. I do kind of late in the show. In fact, I was looking at the episode list, and I'm like, I was trying to pinpoint where exactly. Um, they stopped trying to do backdoor pilots. And yeah. I was shocked that it was like uh, a lot later in the season than I remembered. Like where, where, where do they go? Okay. We're going to decide to end this thing. I think it's, it's Jill not dying. You think so? You think everything after love loves labor lost uh, is, is we're ending the show. I, I think so. And that was like, what that's episode like 15 or 16. Again, I disagree, and we are in disagreement. I think they were still trying to do it as late as episode 21, a hardware habit to break when all the Taylor mm. boys, uh, brothers, 
buy Harry's hardware. Okay, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. That does feel like they're going for a, they're gunning for a spinoff. So it would just be, but I don't know how they they get rid of Jill at that point. I. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's all set at the hardware store, and Tim maybe they goes home. And they, yeah, yeah, maybe they didn't either. Maybe they're just like, well, we'll leave this open for a second sitcom. You know, if Tim doesn't feel comfortable doing home improvement with Jill or without Patricia Richardson, maybe, uh, maybe a complete a different configured mm. show could, and then we can, yeah. you know at the beginning of that next show, write the justification for Jill to be gone. Yeah, yeah. D- you know, cast Frances Fisher and have her have her show <laughs> up at last. Yeah. yeah. So th- th- that was my f- feeling. I mean, or it could be. Hardware Habit to Break could just be their it, way of concluding a couple of storylines like Marty's. I mean, it does. Uh, yeah, th- this is the thing. More than any other season, this is the one where I really feel desperate to sit down with someone from the show and just ask them, yo, day by day, what was going on? <laughs> Why were these things yeah. happening? How many backdoor pilots were you trying to do right. versus were you just like trying to like, oh, we've got this hardware store thing. Let's just like, okay, all all of the boy like all of the brothers uh, storylines are going to conclude with them working at a hardware store. <laughs> and you know what's funny is uh, this is seri- not a knock on on Zachary Ty Bryan at all, but it seems like of the cast, he would have been the first one to sign on to whatever they had oh, next. Cause of course. he, he seems to be the single actor who appeared in the shared universe yeah. of soul man, thunder alley. Um, I'm trying to see some of the other shows that were on at the time. Uh, uh, see, I don't think picket fences was, <laughs> um, nope, nope. No nope. magic Island. Wasn't yeah. nope. Bigfoot. Uh, okay. So thunder alley, he plays Brad, ABC TGIF, that's just uh, a night of with the family. Oh, maybe it's just those two. Yeah. Soul Man and Thunder Alley. That's still a lot. Like, that's still a lot of shared universe appearances to yeah. make for, for one sitcom. I don't think anyone else from the show did that, except with the exception of uh, Richard Karn on one episode of Soul Man. Oh, yeah. But I think yeah. even Zachary Ty Bryan did two episodes of Soul Man. Did he do two? Really? I, th- I think so. Man, well, let me that means we got to watch more Soul Man no, episodes. We d- that nope. awesome show that we love. <laughs> no. More time with the Croyd. We are done with that. We didn't even watch one with him in it. I mean, no. The, I mean, the, the Croyd was in the episode of Soul Man. No, Zachary Ty Bryan, we didn't watch an episode with him. Yeah, no, he was no he, Soul Man. He, he was in it. He was? Yeah, he was in the Soul Man episode. He shows up at the... Wow, you really memory hold Soul Man pretty hard. Uh, yeah, no, the, he's, he's like, staying with them. He's one of Mike Baxter... No, not Mike Baxter is Tim Allen. Oh, my God, guys. <laughs> the, all the people from Home Improvement... Mike Weber. Mike Weber. Okay, you can see how I would make that mistake. He's one of Pastor Mike Weber, uh, played by the actor Dan Aykroyd's... Uh, son's friends who comes over okay. and just is sort of doing wry commentary on the goings-on in the Weber house from time to time. Public embarrassment in Todd's first sermon. Yeah, exactly. That's the name of the episode. Yeah, because he's embarrassed. His son is embarrassed to be seen around his dad. And meanwhile, the younger priest okay. uh, is doing his first sermon, but it's really bad. So Dan Aykroyd jumps in to save him by turning it into singing, like turning it into... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was directed by John Pasquin. Did we talk about that? <laughs> Probably we did. I don't know. This is the, the, look. This is the kind of series retrospective stuff we have to do for the series yeah, spectacular, yes. where we go back and listen to every episode of our show, 
I'm gonna 100 percent do that. Yeah, I'm totally I'm totally gonna. Do I'm that already too. halfway through. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I'm I, I'm listening to him on 0.5 speed because oh, I wow. want to experience more <laughs> of the show. I want our awkwardly long pauses to get even longer and the gaps in my editing ability to be even more uh, pronounced. You're you're gonna start opening up fractals and you're gonna start seeing the spaces between corners and you're gonna see more corners between the corners. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just I'm I'm floating in there because I've gone through the black hole and I'm trying to signal to us to not do the not do the podcast. <laughs> I was wondering why that book fell off my shelf in 2016. <laughs> Just said, "Don't do it. Don't do the show, Murph. Don't do the show." Oh boy. Uh, uh, yeah, but should we? Let, let's dive in here. Yeah, uh, of course, people who are unfamiliar with uh, our super spectaculars, which there are a few, because. Uh, not all of them made the the transfer to the new website yet. We're still working on getting a few bonus episodes up. So, I, I, much like Interstellar, stuff has fallen into black holes yeah. and getting lost along the way. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so people might not be familiar with our super spectaculars. What we do here is uh, give some reflections, some from some freewheeling reflections on the season. Freewheeling reflections, uh, which might rehash some of the stuff you've heard in a few episodes with a slightly you know wiser perspective um don't sell them on wiseness <laughs> i can sell learned. them on anything yeah. i want to once they buy it what do i care of course we're in your house your I, rules i'm i'm running away with their money okay it's true um jo- subscribe to our patreon we talk about some of our favorites from the season and yes. of course there's the mvp debate between the two of us unfortunately uh since we aren't on x yeah, Twitter. What yeah. what the fuck is it called anymore? Well, now, now, now it calls itself X, and I guess it calls itself X. X. Well, okay, Elon Musk has decided that it calls itself X. Elon Musk, who won't call all of his children by their preferred names and pronouns, wants us to call his website. But this is a tired joke that everyone's doing, but I still mean it. Yeah, we're not on X though, so we can't okay. we can't poll people. That's usually where we would do the People's Choice MVP. Yeah. Uh, and I got to admit, I'm a little disheartened that we aren't able to do that for season eight because, not to tip my hand, but uh, I'd be very curious to see who people lean toward for this particular season. Uh, yeah, honestly, I, I am interested in comparing that against our assessment because, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I'm also just, we're so we're so up our own ass with this show in terms of just, we are so close to it, we yes. have been watching it so much. I would really, and also the way that we watch the show, as we've said again and again, is not probably the way home improvement was meant to be watched no. you're not meant to watch it with a laptop taking notes on every single thing that happens <laughs> Wait, you do that yeah yeah dog look at all my text oh my files God, you here. could make a book out of all that. I, I yeah i could make a terrible book that like that would be an even worse book than the one tim writes in episode 14 <laughs> um but i i don't know I, I i would be interested to hear what people who just can kind of watch the show casually and enjoy it who, like yeah. who they think was really headlining this season yeah agreed uh and let's earmark that because uh, I think we can start our reflections there, but also just mention that we uh, round out the episode with the the grunt uh, count statistics. Oh boy! Though you are going to um, abstain from the series count until now because that will be revealed in our final season spectacular or series spectacular. That's how that. And look, we have to we have to delay that because we know that's the only reason you people listen to this <laughs> shit is you're desperate to know how many times they grunt on home improvement. <laughs> not they, not they. They like he. You're right. He. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, no, we know what Tim Allen's pronouns are, and they're definitely he, him. That would be... <laughs> Can you imagine, though, if Tim Allen did some self-reflection and came out as genderqueer after having spent his whole life advancing 
a lot of very stringent parameters about what masculinity is. That would be, I will not have you sully the name of parameters in this house. I, I mean, it would just be, I would be very proud of him and it would be sort of funny. And by sort of, I mean very, but uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But we'll hold off on that. But all, yeah. all the other statistics are coming out. So stay tuned for math, everybody. <laughs> math done by the most adept mathematician on this podcast. Oh, God. Okay. I know we've talked a lot about our reflections of the season over the last couple episodes, uh, specifically in how you end a series. Yes. Um, let, let's start there and maybe work our way back. I mean, yeah. now that it's over, you've sat with the final episode, uh, our two grunt work two part <laughs> coverage we, of the last episode we sat with it for so long we might have yeah. gotten some hemorrhoids we sat a long time the, on that episode the long and winding road part two Legs or part numb. three part one part two. two yeah jesus christ um how are you feeling now with some distance about how they ended the show i still don't feel like i watched the finale for the show yeah. i still kind of feel like it's sort of just like, oh, yeah, the show got canceled and they didn't know that was their last episode. Yeah. I mean, which is a dumb thing to say because obviously, like, everything about that last episode was very much about finality and closing doors and everything like that. It's just because nothing really got resolved in it. I I still just sort of feel like I'm left hanging, which, yeah. I don't know, it both, it both makes it harder for me to harder for me to think about going back and watching older home improvement episodes because it doesn't feel like the show is done but also maybe it fe- maybe because i got no sense of closure for the characters it makes it easy like maybe now it's like i have to go back and revisit older episodes to find that closure for myself mm, interesting yeah. what would you do you have any in mind that you you would seek closure for <sighs> that i would i don't know i mean really it would just probably i would watch a lot of episodes with randy in them because like i we didn't <laughs> really like Look, Adios was a very beautiful episode where yeah. we say goodbye to Randy and he moves to Costa Rica. But the fact that we don't get him at all in the last episode, I, I just feel like that really is left yeah. dangling. And what's what's more is like we he came back for an episode after Adios. Why didn't he come back for? I mean, and who knows? Maybe there was some school schedule issue because yeah. he was going back to college, and yeah. maybe that's it. But like, I feel cheated out of the final thing by giving him such a lackluster return yeah even well i mean look his return that christmas episode where he comes back and and is processing the fact that his whole family has kind of moved on without him that was i think one of the most emotional and heartfelt episodes like i actually felt way more emotional during that episode than i did with the finale like Mm. just the whole no you know randy coming back and seeing everything that's changed and processing the fact that his brothers have a new relationship now and all of and and but then his still having that moment with his yeah. parents and seeing that he'll always have a home there, that almost could have been the last episode, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I feel that way about Adios. I mean, like, I I don't feel th- that Al got the emotional send off that Randy did, but yeah, Randy and Al are the only two characters who really got uh, narrative closure. Yeah, true. Uh, I've. Which, it, it, okay, my my general thought on season eight is that it's so fucking messy. Yeah. Just, like, throwing shit against the wall at the last second and never, not giving it, taking too much time for some things and not enough time for other things. The fact that we can have an episode like Adios where we can see it working on all cylinders. We've talked yeah. about this in the past with taps, with, yeah. you know, um, whatever that convention Center was when oh, they were yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, the kids don't need us anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
they have the capacity to get there. Yeah. And I even remember when we were recording Adios, we we're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. This is the final season. Yeah, we're going to get this. Yeah. And it never reached that height for me again. Is it just is it just that we were so invested in Jonathan Taylor Thomas and that also the the producers of the show knew that like if we don't send him off properly like 11-year-old girls are going to January 6th <laughs> uh, our studio because we didn't we didn't give their heartthrob the the goodbye that he deserves. I don't know. I mean, they're breaking their hearts anyway. Yeah. Either, either way you cut it, so I don't think you can win that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. I it's this you can feel there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes you could feel it on what's happening in front of the cameras which i again which is yeah that's why i really wish that we could get somebody from the show to i mean well okay to be it's not like we've really tried i think we just we kind of just mutually agreed like is this the podcast we're going to interview people from home improvement or is this the podcast where we just kind of talk yeah and we and well you guys listen you know what this is uh (laughs) but that's like i i feel like the same way that there's a lot of like i don't know i'll watch some trashy reality tv show or something and i'll find myself way more fascinated by Man, what was like? What was the production schedule like? Like, what was the you know after they wrapped? Like, what bar were they all going right. to? Like, was the host of this drinking with the contestant from this episode because they seem to have a weird vibe going on? Yeah, I they probably going to a bar that you go to because oh, it's in your neighborhood. I mean, well, the oh, in in for uh, for home improvement. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they might have been going to something by the by the Warner Brothers lot Maybe. or by the ABC lot. ABC yeah. lot. I mean, yeah. you don't live too far from there. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I wish that if they were going to, I don't want to dox myself by naming any of the yeah. bars in my neighborhood. But if they were getting residuals checks, I can recommend a certain place that's uh, kind of close to me. <laughs> um, I don't know, but with, with this, yeah, like just the same way with this, I. I'm more in the more interesting story to me is the behind the scenes story of how do you how do 200 people or so who make this TV show and the smaller number of people who are getting rich off this show process the fact that the show is ending mm-hmm. how do they you know how does that affect their relationships with one another because they all feel differently yeah. um yeah that's the story I really want to see and maybe some of that'll come out in this special that we're that we're talking about watching down the line I doubt it you don't think that they're going to, with a live audience, be like, hey, Patricia, uh, I was really <laughs> mad at you because I bought a new house right before you said that you didn't want to do another season. Um, yeah. Again, don't want to put that on Patricia Richardson, who was not being offered she was what not she being deserved. Offered enough money. No, no, absolutely not. Much like Jill not being offered what she deserves. Right. Except unlike Jill, Patricia Richardson wasn't going to lie down and take it. She was like, no, <laughs> fuck you. Pay me more money or I'll walk. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to mo- go make three county line movies. I'm going to be fine. <laughs> she made a whole other successful TV show after this in Strong Medicine. Yes, of course. Uh, so one thing I do find kind of interesting, and, and we'll dig into this, I think, more when we get into talking about the episodes. In fact, let's let's start to migrate into talking about individual episodes so that we can uh, go into our favorite soon. I want to... We don't need to go into a deep dive on every single episode, but let's talk about some specific ones. But I'll, I'll use this to segue into that, yeah. which is to say one thing I do like about uh, this throwing stuff against the wall and trying new stuff is suddenly Marty became a main character. Like yes. if this went on one more season, he would have been in the opening theme song. Absolutely. I did, yeah, like, for all of for all of our well-documented problems with Marty's daughters being a part of the show, m- yeah, mixing it up by having 
a family member in crisis move in and like mm-hmm. the, the pressure cooker of the Taylor house with there's these two kids and yeah. the boys have to share rooms again and all this crazy stuff's going on. And, you know, even the the episode where Tim, you know, ha- like offers to let Marty stay and then has to kind of sell Jill on it after he's already made the like a lot of that was really promising. And I think that that was taking yeah. the show in a really exciting direction. And it's weird how it just faded like it, yeah, it, like it. It started with such a oh man, do I want to say strum und drang? I don't even know if I'm I'm using that term right. But it started like there was such a commotion. Yeah, when he and the daughters came in, it fucked up the whole world of the show. Right, and then it's, in an interesting way. In an interesting way, yeah. Not not like I'm not saying they they, but it like fucked up their lives mm-hmm. and. For it to then just sort of taper off to the point that there's never any explanation of where the where the daughters went. Yeah. In fact, let me ask you this, yeah. just to test your memory. How many Marty-centric episodes were there this season? Um, there were... Mm, I'm going to... like. Do I, is that a thing where I guess, or is that a yeah, thing where guess. I look? I'm going to guess that there were f- four Marty-centric episodes. I think you are exactly right. Oh man, I love I love to hear the that. The four are, and correct me if I'm wrong. Thanks, but no thanks. Mm-hmm. That's Thanksgiving where he asks him. Yeah, ask him to stay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ploys for tots. Uh, yeah. Where he's working uh, at the toy factory. Right. Uh, there is uh, hardware habit to break, which is buying the hardware store. Buying the hardware store, and I think I skipped over one, which was. Home for the holidays, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is maybe not centric, but they—that's they, a Randy centric episode. It is, but the disruption that they do to the Taylor family is a, a main factor in yeah, that that's, episode. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, which again is I think that's kind of the biggest payoff of them moving in is then Randy coming back and see like that's what's most effective about Marty coming in is only once Randy returns and you're seeing the episode yeah. through his eyes and you realize oh my god stuff has changed so fast over the course of this season. Uh. What about talking a little bit about Elle? Uh, wow. Trudy is a mainstay through this whole season. We yeah. were introduced to her at the end of season seven. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on just how that progressed through the the season eight? I I really I I feel like I'm happy that Al is happy, and as I was saying in the last <laughs> yeah. episode, I'm glad he got married and and he seems to be happy with with Trudy. I just I feel like we knew Eileen so much better. Yeah. Than her. I mean, Eileen had. I don't know. She didn't have a whole lot to do, but she was around for so many seasons and she kind of, I feel like I, I can, you know, this sense of Eileen, Eileen is like, yeah, she's this eccentric dental hygienist who mm-hmm. has, you know, this really sweet natured side and is kind of dorky in the same way that Al is dorky, et cetera, et cetera. Like I, I had this feel for her character in a way that I just never got with Trudy to take nothing yep. away from Trudy. Just the fact that we we were introduced to her so quickly and the show was very much just we got to get Al married off at the end yeah. we got to we got to make this thing happen with Trudy in fact there's Al's fair lady mm-hmm. which is the one where she buys him the car and mm-hmm. you know uh we kind of that was the first uh episode 5 we are like oh they're still dating from the last season yeah exactly yeah um and beyond that i don't think Trudy shows up until the finale. She, I think there's like... Or maybe dead weight, dead weight. Yeah, she shows she shows up there because that, yeah, their, their, their you know, relationship is yeah. in peril, basically. So three out of 27 episodes. I mean, there's got to be, I feel like she shows up once or twice just like 
I don't know. Well, there's backstage at Tool Time where it's uh, no, that's but that's yeah. She shows up talking yeah, about let's, yeah. Let's you see how many episodes buns. she's in. Yeah, um, uh, she was on five episodes. So one uh, Rebel Without Night Driving Privileges. Oh yes, season a huge, seven. A huge fan. Your favorite. Yeah. So okay. Oh, she was briefly in Home for the Holidays. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so otherwise, it's Al's Fair Lady, Dead Weight, and. Only, she wasn't even in the first part of The Long and Winding Road Part 1. She was only in the last one. It's, it's, yeah, it's that sort of thing where it's like, I I love Al so much. Again, happy that Al's happy, but it's just for this to really be a satisfying send-off. I would have liked to have seen the woman he's getting married to who's portrayed as the great love of his yeah. life. Like, I don't really know what they love about each other. Agreed. I, I don't know yeah. what they have in common really like short of the fact that she's obsessed with al and loves al but yeah. seemingly every woman in detroit loves al and every podcaster on this podcast loves al it you know I, uh, come I, on do i want to make this comparison make this comparison dog i had a friend once who was named truman <laughs> uh when i was single tried to set me up with one of her friends mm. and the only thing we had in common was that we were both overweight mm-hmm. and like to laugh. Yeah. And I'm like, there needs to be more. Like I was, a, I was, it was a, it was a point of contention. I was really kind of offended by the whole thing. Yeah. That's kind of what I feel like they're banking on here with Trudy and Al is just like, they're both like not lookers and not, <laughs> not according to me, but according to the, the, standards the, and the way, and like the universe and logic of the show yeah, and the exactly. way it's put forth, which I, I that's been on my mind and I haven't necessarily wanted to say it out loud, but yeah, it's sort of just like, oh, well, they have kind of a similar body type. She's in and, you know, the show is kind of making her up to look yeah. sort of frumpy and it's like, oh, well, she's about Al's level of attractiveness. Therefore, it works. I, I like that you say it in the 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 universe of the show, because like. Let's just spitball here yeah. real quick and say in uh mr likable mm-hmm. if uh over a three um sh- episode arc like <laughs> fame goes to al borland's head and he starts yeah. dating morgan fairchild exactly like it wouldn't feel right yeah 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 for so- the the what they've established in this universe trudy in her archetypal form mm-hmm. just feels right for al because they are both archetypes working on the audience. Well, and of course, there was also an entire episode. I mean, shit, was it even this season where, like, the prospect that Al might have slept with Heidi drives Tim insane? Like, it, right? Can't, yeah, it, it's, that was last season. That was last season. See, this is like that feels more like a this season episode than the one about Tim's uh, brother and and uh, Jill's sister hooking up. But yeah, like, just the very notion that Al would sleep with someone who is conventionally attractive uh, is is disgusting to not just Tim, but seemingly all the other characters. Like Wilson, even is put off by right. it. So, so Al. And Heidi? What? How could that even happen? I must I must spy on him to figure it out. I, I think that was even Wilson that said that. Yeah, yeah. It well it, and well also just that when Tim is talking to Wilson about it, Wilson's response isn't why, why do you care, Tim? Like, right. why, why is this so hard to believe? Would you be happy for your two friends? It, instead, he, instead, Wilson talks to him about some psychological concept of a thing being so unbelievable that you can't your mind can't process it. <laughs> right. So yeah, the. So it's just all of that kind of at work where it's like, oh, oh, look, everybody, we found we found Al, someone who's Al caliber for Al to be with. Yeah. And uh, so 
so it puts it puts kind of a bitter aftertaste on his sweet ending, I guess. And yeah. I, I don't. I feel like it's difficult to talk about this without seeming like I'm bashing Trudy or bashing Al or anything. When no, really, I'm you're just... bashing what what's the show has kind of spoon fed us. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you're you're making a point that I want to drive home by illustrating a, a couple other examples here. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about Jill. And yeah. her not not only this season arc, but this season ends an arc of hers from what season four. She starts going back to school. Yeah, I feel like yeah, she was doing library fundraisers at least for the first I three know. seasons. They find I feel like season four. They're like, okay, wait, how many library fundraisers has she done? Seventy <laughs> five. Okay, we need to give her something else to yeah. do. What else do women do? Uh, so from going back to school to finishing her thesis to starting her own practice, like I feel like it was even back in season. Was it season six or seven that had the group therapy episode? I want to say that was season six. Beginning, it might have been beginning season seven. Um, let's see here. The that was season six. Holy shit! Oh man, workshop to you drop. Oh, of so course. for two seasons, she's been like actively doing therapy. Yeah, yeah, and so we. Her schooling's coming to an end. Her profession is starting. Mm-hmm. How does season eight wrap up that story? Well, the thing is, it doesn't. It it mm-hmm. it it offer it offers us a vision of how it could wrap the story up, but then it fails to commit to it. Like yep. this notion of Jill, you know, what what the show suggests, which I think is really good, and I wish they'd just fully gone with, is yeah, Tim is going to step away from his established career and and make this big move to support Jill because Jill has always supported him, which is beautiful and yep. a great ending. But then it just, it spends... We, we already talked about this for about five hours in the last two episodes. Yes. But, like, the, the show just never fully commits and it leaves this open question as to whether they actually move to Indiana for Jill's job. So the, the biggest effect of that beyond leaving it, like, okay, are they staying in the house? Are they staying with their friends? Are they not? Is I don't really know where Jill's career is. Yeah. The the half of the show has been spent with Jill trying to get credentialed to start her own career and to pursue this opportunity in her life. And now I don't know if she's doing it or not. You're you're hitting on exactly what I wanted to drive home. Perfect. Which is I'm gonna I'm gonna nail the rest of it with this one last question. Perfect. Where does Tim's story arc end? How do you how do you feel season eight wrapped up the idea of Tim the Toolman Taylor? I, you know, I I feel like Tim's storyline is just a like it's it's just sort of a flat circle. <laughs> I mean, it's just Tim likes tools. He likes to build things, and that will keep. Ha- but yeah, I, I mean. So in terms of, like, Tim will keep being Tim forever, but yeah, like, the, the storyline in terms of, okay, he's no longer doing the show, the show no longer satisfies yeah. him, but we don't know... What what does Tim have at the end of this? I mean, he has a, a loving wife and family. Which he had at the beginning of the show. This, this is true. But they still love him after the events of the show. <laughs> that's, 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 that's something. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's the achievement. Uh, he has failed to destroy his life. Um, yeah, no, I mean... I don't. I don't know what he has. He does. He has no job. He has an offer to go back and keep doing his job, but he doesn't seem to want to take that offer. Yeah. So yeah, it's like we don't have. We have no picture of what the future is for Tim or Jill, the two central characters of this show. For this is kind of what I'm getting to is there's no future really for anyone. Like Brad's gonna do well. 
okay, Brad is might be the only one that has like a clear okay, next steps are UCLA. Yeah, yeah. Right? Next next steps are get laid, uh, and play some <laughs> soccer, cut class. Uh is Randy gonna stay in Costa Rica for forever? Yeah. Would love to know. Would love to know. Would love to have mention of him. Are, are is Jill gonna have a practice? Of course she will, but uh, you know, is it gonna be in Indiana? Is it gonna be in Michigan? Is yeah. it going to be under the tutelage of of Dr. Lee? Yeah. Is it going to be her finding her own way? We don't yeah. know. Uh, is Tim gonna go back to tool time? Is tool time gonna continue in a different regard? Yeah. Uh, does he start? You know, is he gonna go in on the hardware store with his brothers? Yeah. It, which they never address. Like, hey. Sorry, I know I bought into this with you guys, uh, but I'm gonna go to Indiana now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's kind of that is kind of a big thing left. To, yeah, who's who is going to continue to be Al's landlord, and what what happens to the ownership stake in the hardware <laughs> store? They're just ninety percent of the things that they present on this show have no real resolution. Yeah, uh, and what they present as closure is really just it feels like paper thin facade it's you know it's paper walls yeah it's a paper moon yeah it's it's only a paper house (laughs) um like a lot of home construction in japan um is that racist that i said that i don't know i mean they do have paper walls i guess their exteriors aren't paper watch the wheels turn i'm just let me just think i don't know i've I've watched too I've, i've seen too many uh japanese guests on this show be mistreated with with stereotypes in one way yeah. or another to have an objective assessment uh the what you're saying is not racist the fact that you are overdubbing it while you're speaking it, is racist that my mouth keeps moving after i've said it <laughs> yes it's just it's just it's such a good bit and no one else is doing that <laughs> yeah it, yeah it's it's a it is one of the most inconclusive endings to a sitcom that I think I've ever yeah. seen. And again, we we are really we are really beating this dead sitcom into the ground. But I I just I'm still you know to answer your broader question, how am I feeling now that I've had time to sit with with the finale? It's just it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like an ending. But yeah. also, so many of the season finales of this show also kind of feel inconclusive That's don't true. really feel like an ending like so maybe the show was true to itself also like in terms of this last season how it it's you know sloppy and inconsistent a lot of this show's inconsistent the yeah. best look i mean so uh, sh- uh workshop till you drop which mm-hmm. as the group therapy episode our least favorite episode in which the the takeaway is that jill is too critical of tim and she needs to apologize to him more that came in season six which is home to some of the best episodes yes, of home agreed. improvement right. there's always th- this this season had some incredible episodes that i really love and count among my favorites and it's just i think the the thing with home improvement is you are you're gambling every mm-hmm. episode. It's that thrill of <laughs> you, is it is you know uh, is it gonna be are you gonna are you gonna bust out or are you gonna hit twenty one? You know, <laughs> most of the time you're gonna bust out. That's that's true. But yeah, much like going to a casino. Yeah. So yeah, and you know most of the time, not all hey. the time, but most of the time, busting makes me feel good. <laughs> but the home always wins. <laughs> Well, okay, why don't we start talking more specifics here and going into uh, our fan, uh, our favorites. Yes. And we can um, rehash the memories of the show by going through each of these uh, sections. So our favorite section have grown – our favorite section has grown uh, since we started doing this back in season one. Uh, we now have – cameo corner Mm -hmm. we have character actor corner yes recurring actor corner uh favorite moment 
Mm-hmm. Corner. Favorite episode, Corner. and then we will debate who you and I think uh, we have to come to an agreement together. Yeah. Who the MVP of the season is, and yeah. we will do a series. Sure. MVP, of course, in the future. Yeah. Let's start with um, cameo. Yeah. Now, before we go into the the list of cameos, mm-hmm. um. I, let's open up the topic of cameos on Home Improvement. Sure. They mostly always come on Tool Time, yeah. with one exception this season. Yes, yes, one crucial ma- major exception. What are your general thoughts on the Home Improvement cameo? Uh, because it is a s- certain kind of people that show up. I said, well, is it a certain kind it's of people? It's 99% astronaut one percent. What the fuck is that person doing on the show? I I mean, yeah, I get well, and, and one percent. Randy or uh, is it Randy? What the fuck is his name? Randy Jackson. No, that's a baseball pitcher. Yeah, that, it, it, is that Alan Jackson? Alan, Alan Jackson doing uh, a song about his Ford truck. Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What's like, and the one percent, and the one percent. What the fuck are you doing on here? Half the time, it's like how. What are you doing on here? How is this related to home improvement? Yeah. And the other half of that 1% is, what are you doing here? You have no business being in front of a camera right now. <laughs> Who thought this was a good idea? I'm looking at you and Ready Brothers. Uh, uh, other son. No, 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 no. Look, that 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 bit is getting full. You know, that, that bit is never getting closure. That's going to continue forever. Um, I, I mean, yeah. So Do you think you'll ever talk about the Andretti's? Post grunt work? No, I no, dude. Why? I race you're, car you're gonna be at a party someday, and someone's gonna be talking about NASCAR racing, and your ears are gonna perk up and go, "I know a thing or two about Mario Andretti." I, Have and, you ever seen him dance with a steering wheel? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen him on horn? I mean, I mean, I don't know if that counts as knowing a thing or two. That counts as having seen shit. I don't think that's like I really know no facts. You, and it's, you do know one fact. Yeah, Mario Andretti can't keep his fingers out of turkey. That's true. That's true. Between takes, yeah, he loves he he loves the bird. That's uh, something that I bet most NASCAR fans wouldn't know. Okay, that's true. That's true. Next NASCAR watch party that I get invited to, and I go to so many, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be <laughs> dropping all of those facts. I, I hope that at least one of the Andretti's is still alive. I think they all are. They all are. Um, oh, that's great. Here's a question though: Why season eight? Okay, Andretti makes his appearance yes. in the final episode. Yes, alone. Alone. That's my question. What do you think? Why? Why is he by himself now? I. I mean, is it that? Is it that his brother just didn't Son. like Home Improvement that much? Like he had such a bad he, time he a, on the. He's the only one that has like self awareness, and he saw the first appearance. He's like, maybe I don't want to put myself. I'm not so good at the, the Home Improvement. He's American. Why would his name be Mario if he's Mario's somebody? not? The the son is. Oh, okay, okay, all right. So is Michael that, Michael is an American. Okay, so so his dad is like, you are so good on the show. You should come I'm back. Oh, so offended. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In I have, my own home. You're right. Okay, this is fair. All right. The, and the Finnish guests are going like, oh, I eat so much poison salt fish. Oh, I can't go on home improvement. I'm so bad. <laughs> Turn German. I can't. I, I can't. I can't even effectively lampoon my own ethnicity. This is really a shame. <laughs> uh, although I, I I'd say I can't really effectively lampoon any of them. I think that I think that I don't know. Probably the most likely explanation for why the other Andretti wasn't there was simply because he just like racing schedule or something prevented mm-hmm. him from showing up. Like, yeah, the, I don't know that they live in L.A. Like maybe just Mario happened to be in L.A. the weekend they were shooting that, and he was able to come out and yeah. Like he didn't get on a plane no. to go prance around holding a holding a steering wheel. 
that was not that's not a thing where you are in town for that that's a thing where it's like i have i have two hours free my driver drops me off i walk into hair and makeup i i'm handed a a steering wheel a disembodied steering wheel and i go unless how much turkeys are going to be in catering that's throughout that, the day that's, that's how he was paid it's just like it's just like <laughs> just the, one drumstick it's like feeding it's like feeding the velociraptors at jurassic park <laughs> they just lowered a turkey into his dressing room and then the harness comes up all ripped ripped apart um, beep beep <laughs> we i mean the 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 horn belongs to props we should get it back do you want to take it back from him <laughs> We have to wait for the trip defend to kick in and falls asleep. <laughs> then we can get our, our horn back. Mythbusters busted that myth, by the way. Well, and busting made them feel good. <laughs> uh, okay, so I didn't list every single cameo. I listed the ones that made the biggest impact. Yeah. Um, and I think before we choose our favorite, let's just talk a little bit about these cameos. Sure, Now, we course. already talked about Mario and Dreddy. Yes. Um, here are the other ones. There was one episode with three cameos. Yeah. Uh... Lisa Gibbons, mm-hmm. Jay Leno, and Oprah Win- Winfrey. I probably yeah. should have grouped them as one cameo. Yeah, but that's, I mean, yeah, because they all come one after another. And this is in your favorite episode of the season, right? This is in Home Alone where we get oh, them God. all. Oh, this is when Tim is having a dream and he is dreaming about being interviewed about his very successful or talked about about a successful book on three different talk shows. So in the world of home improvement, Jay Leno exists, but also a car caretaker at papa mia's personal garage who looks like jay leno exists i mean now i could see it being the argument being that papa mia is so wealthy that he has acclaimed talk show host jay leno work as his car guy wasn't uh wasn't jay leno like his name gus or something in that well really i mean i i like i don't know that even called him by name in that i feel like it was just like this guy in the jumpsuit turns around and it's jay uh, maybe okay. Let's let's we're gonna look up what uh, Jay Leno and Papa Mia, um, what that episode was. Let's see. Also, like because of how thrifty Jay Leno is, you know he he does he hasn't touched any of his Tonight Show money ever. He has only ever spent the money that he makes off of endorsements. He has no children. No one knows what he's doing with the money. Like and and the fact that he seems to live so frugally. I feel like he's the sort of guy who would take another job babysitting a rich guy's car collection while also hosting Tonight Show. Now, we're on to something here. Yeah. In Brother Can You Spare a Hot Rod, <laughs> season four, episode 14. Wow, that was when work on the new Hot Rod started. Jesus. Yeah, halfway through the series. Man, this is around the same time Jill went back to school. Yeah. Jay Leno is credited as an actor, not himself, but the character's name is Jay. Okay. There you go. I think it's I th- I think it's I think in Alf Court it's that it's the talk show host Jay Leno just commutes from <laughs> he, he, either he commutes from LA to Michigan to look after this guy's cars uh-huh. or he commutes from Michigan where he looks after these guys cars to LA to host the Every Tonight day, Show. Yeah. yeah. Um Probably he drives though in a supercar really fast. <laughs> uh or he jaywalks. I, Oh boy! Interviewing people along the way, to along catch the way, them, catch them not understanding uh, or or like not knowing basic things from the newspaper. <laughs> um, wow, I don't even know what to say about that. I I'm more shocked that they got. Uh, now we, we mentioned Lisa Gibbons is also here yes. as a two timer. Yes. Uh, Oprah Winfrey is the one that blows my mind. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. It, it, it's it's the same way that you like. 
it, it's the same way that you think about like, oh yeah, Beyonce was in an Austin Powers right, movie. Right, right. Like, it's like just before she was, like, and Oprah was certainly huge in the 90s. Yeah. I would say she's bigger now in terms of reach and... I, I actually, I think this is like clout. the height because like Ellen took over her spot in like 2004. So this is only like five years away from the end. Yeah, but but like, inter- but she, like she's... Like her interviews now, like she interviewed Harry and Megan, and she has like her well, own network true, yeah. at this point. Like, yeah, I mean, she's she's commodified herself in a way beyond her show. At true, this point. she is a brand. She's ascended to her final form, which is be- <laughs> I am become brand destroyer of worlds. Yes, uh, but I, I'm shocked that it's Oprah Winfrey and not like. I don't remember. I don't think Oprah Winfrey had a comedian background. Like they no. wouldn't have known each other in the clubs or no, anything. No, no, she was she was a local news yeah, anchor in that's Chicago. Right, that's right. She so, has a Midwest background. I'm I'm shocked that it's not someone like Charlie Rose or or Larry King. You know, someone who like I, I can see Tim going, "Hey, can you do this as a favor? <laughs> hey, can you do, do this? Like, it's me. I am Watto. Hey, Tim <laughs> Allen. Oh no. oh no. I think I work on cars." <laughs> Watto in in Star Wars Episode One is kind of the Tim Taylor of Star Wars. <laughs> oh my God, that is not the joke I'm looking for. No, um, the mind tricks don't work on Tim Allen. Like I feel like Tim Allen would have been interviewed somewhere, like Charlie Rose or or Larry King for like, hey, you're in the final season. What's what's going on? And yeah. like, hey. Can, while I'm here, can you do us a favor and yeah. just record a bit? And Larry King is a cameo slut. He will do, he would cameo in any, I'm sorry to speak, it's not even speaking ill of the dead. No. I mean, I would be a cameo slut I think slut you, I think I you would famous. agree with that, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm a cameo slut, lighting another cigarette. But it's surprising that it's not him. I, at the same time, though, Oprah, like, Oprah, probably most watched daytime show in America, mm-hmm. Home Improvement, most popular show, maybe at this point it wasn't the most watched, but yeah. it's like, a you know huge seminal show whether or not she interviewed tim on her like tim probably was a guest on oprah at some point it seems likely landon is looking this up now these are things that i can see because we're in person i now know when i'm just talking to you guys versus talking to landon but i like it seems likely that he would have met her there and it seems like tim allen is really good at just ingratiating himself to people and getting them to want to agree to be on things based on crazy on the outside where just a bunch of actors who had no business being in that movie agreed to be in it seemingly just based on their personal affection for tim allen it does say she he was a guest on her show uh i cannot get a date on that though um Oh, yeah, she's interviewing him. Oh, here, here we go. Um, funniest celebrity moments from the early years of the Oprah show. Uh, Billy Crystal. Yeah, Tim Allen's here. Wow. So maybe they did have a rapport I didn't know about. And I don't know. I like, I, I just, also, it makes more sense because Oprah also would do very much down the middle sensationalized reporting. It makes more sense for her to be on Home Improvement than Charlie Rose, who is very, like, who's, you know, more more Fraser track kind of uh, fair yeah uh, uh, talk show host actually I'm gonna I'm gonna play this we're gonna you can you might you might have to cut this out yeah uh for your own editing but here here I don't know what this is gonna be but yeah. this is a, a clip from it ready okay, let's get it yeah. Oprah and Tim Allen so you really love tools oh yeah and how does your favorite tool make you feel I saw you. That was it. 
How does your favorite tool make you feel? Tim Allen didn't even respond. He just kind of pulled at his uh, collar a little bit. So, so just the funniest moment is just Oprah roasting Tim. (laughs) I mean, honestly, though, knowing Oprah, like she probably like I I could see her both enjoying home improvement because of how just tied in with feminism and women's rights she is, Mm -hmm. and and how much her show was kind of you know a place where women would come to talk about things and show. Where where women's issues would be discussed, I could see her both appreciating a show like Home Improvement, talking about this stuff, and also her being pissed off at Home Improvement and the way that it uh, is conducted. Sometimes, why didn't yeah. we get Oprah on our last episode? <laughs> hey, hey, there's still some bonus episodes left. Maybe she'll interview us once ooh, this drops, and we get ooh. you know it, that we've been getting more listeners now that the show's on Disney. All right, here are the rest of the cameos we have for this season: uh, the Von Hoffman brothers from oh. that dim. That Big damn book of masculinity or yeah, whatever the fuck yeah, it was they called. Were, they were great. Yeah, uh, love them. Penn and Teller. Man, what were they doing on the show? That was that. That's one where I could see club crossover. Like Tim oh, was probably yeah. playing Vegas at some point. Yes. when Penn and Teller were were headlining. I know that 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 complete that completely makes sense. Like and and also just. Also, there's probably ways these people know each other that don't have a clear... Like, just they, they yeah. might have the same agent or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Did Penn & Teller have an ABC show at that time? I mean, they were doing so many specials. They've been doing specials yeah. since the 80s that that's would true. just air in prime time. I, I, look, they were good... They were good cameos in terms of like their energy fits the show and fits tool time yeah so much better than the astronauts no disrespect <laughs> also while, while we're talking about it i sent you this a while yeah. ago ken bauer socks three-time uh appearance on home improvement one of the astronauts he's now a like high-level nasa administrator who was recently quoted in a new yorker article about how uh about how nasa is trying to deal with elon musk etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> but just to be reading this long very extensively detailed article then be like you know uh, it's completely unacceptable that this that that one billionaire is controlling our space policy said ken bauer socks <laughs> you know deputy assistant nasa administrator they did not mention in the article his history on home improvement oh, which was a shame it's a, a glaring omission in my opinion yeah i know i'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm going to write a very nasty letter <laughs> and also a nasty shout and murmur about it uh and then finally um uh morgan fairchild yes Morgan Fairchild. I love her. <laughs> uh, I love her as a cameo. Yeah. In fact, I guess it's it's worth, we can tip our hands now. I think she's my favorite cameo this season. Yeah, mine too. It's This is the thing. There's not really competition here. No. Like, all of the, all of the you know, the Jay Leno and, and Lisa or yeah. Keeley or whatever the fuck. Lisa Gibbons Liz, and Lisa Oprah Gibbons. Winfrey. Yeah. Lisa, like, all of those are kind of like, they barely even count as cameos because it's just like a one-off. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they count as cameos, but it's not really anything you can sink your teeth into. Right. Penn and Teller, it's cool to see them, but they're basically just doing a magic trick. And the guys who wrote the big damn book of manliness, like... Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> so, A, she's kind of the only option. B, though, her cameo's really good. Agreed, yeah. She's she's playing on... I mean, they're all... All of these cameos are playing themselves. That's the... Yeah. Um, that's the main bit to this whole thing. Um, but she's... I feel like the only one playing on her persona. Yes. Like, playing with it a yes. little bit. Like... I am playing myself, but I'm playing myself doing a thing that I do, which is yeah. bad soap operas. And and that her her presence in the episode, it's not just, hey, uh, I, I happen to know Oprah, so we're going to put Oprah <laughs> right, in one right. second of this episode. It's not, oh, Penn and Teller showed up because that'll get us engagement. It's like 
she is a part of the episode. Yeah. Like she is, there is a running joke. She like her presence is representative of how far Al is getting in his acting career. Yeah. You know, uh, Al pushes her to the ground. <laughs> he pummels her tummy with uh, excitement. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Uh, uh, and not to the ground into a, a fainting chair, into a fainting chair, which, okay, well that's, you know what? That's good. I'm glad they didn't damage Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> Uh, okay, so are we agreed and in agreement well, agreed, on Morgan Fairchild? I mean, listen, nothing is. I don't think there's anything shocking about the way that uh, about the way that turned out. <laughs> no, though. I no. mean, uh, if I, 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 as a joke in my notes, I put down Jay Leno is my favorite. Just, but, <laughs> but I, I didn't even go through with the joke. I just kind you of did, said that I was planning on you, doing it. You acknowledged that you wrote a joke. It's one last IKEA joke for the road. <laughs> Oh, I, I have plenty more IKEA jokes ahead of. Yeah, you're right. Th- uh, those are never going away. Okay, let's move on to character actor. Yes. Uh, this one I don't feel like is as straightforward. Mm-hmm. I had a, a difficult time with this one myself. Interesting, interesting. Um, and I've I've limited this. There's a lot of character actors this season. Sure. Um, uh, but I limited these to the ones that mostly played a huge part in an episode or were memorable. Yeah. Um. So this isn't everyone, but here's who we have. And I'm just going to run down the list, and we can circle back and talk about any of them that you want. Of course. Michael Kudlitz uh, from Whitewater playing the Whitewater Rafting Guide. Sure. Um, uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> That's all. No, uh, we, we can talk about him more. But uh, Simon Templeman. Do you remember Simon? Oh, uh, of the Chubbs. Yeah. Yeah. Simon playing Simon, the British that- football team owner. God, that was this season. That was this season. The Chubbs. <laughs> uh, Natalia Nagulich, uh, Richard Real, uh, Really, and David uh, Starzik uh, from Bewitched. They were the the witch and the detectives. Right, right, right. I grouped yes. them together for this yeah. one. The witch and the detectives was a really bad summer replacement show. <laughs> uh, Mark Dobies as Scott Keppert. Uh, oh, Tracy. Uh, no, Heidi's. Uh, Heidi's uh, philandering bow. I think he put $5 in the jar for confusing her name with a character that doesn't even exist on the show. I know, I know. That's pretty good. That is, it is, it is impressive that I've gotten this confused. Even after finishing the series, I still don't know who anybody on it is. Bobby Slayton playing Roy Becker. That is Al's uh, manager and Mr. Right. Likeable. Yeah, he used to he used to live in a really uh, shitty house in this neighborhood until uh, until his life got on track. Yeah, Karen Justin playing uh, Thelma. She's the one that sells Tim the car for Brad on Chop Shop to You Drop. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah. She she really laid into Tim. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, Brent Hinckley, who is a good old character actor, going way back to many many things, playing Carl and. Uh, chop shop till you drop. Mm-hmm. He's the one that ran the chop shop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Getty Watanabe uh, playing Noko uh, or Nobo Nakamori mm-hmm. uh, Nakamura, um, the the novelty owner. Yeah, from that great episode that you from like so much. Yeah, your favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jenny McCarthy playing yes. Alex and Young at Heart. Yes. Peter Michael Getz as Doctor Hanover. Mm-hmm. Jill's. Uh, uh, the boss, sort of professor. Who knows? Yeah, her yeah, oversight her superior. committee superior. Yeah, um, and much then, easier way of saying boss. Finally, I, I kind of wish I had omitted this one from the list, but Nick Ulett playing Dirk from Deadweight, the the Swede. Uh, no, no, he's the um, uh, Blood Diamond guy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's he, spoiler alert. He's not my favorite cameo. What? He's not my favorite. He's not my favorite character actor. He's also not my favorite cameo. <laughs> 
so that's the list that I have here. Yeah. Um, now, I want to mention that the difference between character actor and recurring actor is character actors single episode only. Yes. So there are a few new recurring actors who we'll get to in a moment. Um, wh- what are your thoughts on them? I feel like uh, I feel like this season's character act. Like I didn't feel like there was a lot of really intense competition this season. Like uh, looking at for them for character actors for character actors. Like I most of them are like these are kind of forgettable. Remembering okay. remembering who Thelma is now more fully and remembering her bit. I mean, you know, I had all of this information before, but Thelma didn't really click with me until I remember how hard she was roasting Tim. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just generally, I look back on them and it's kind of like. I, I don't know. A lot of them leave me cold. Like, you know, meeting Heidi's husband, I, I don't know. I'm, I may be colored in my reaction to his performance because it's, I'm, I'm so mad at him. Yeah. A and B, we don't ever really get to know who he is or what his right. deal is. Like, uh, he doesn't even show up at the end. Yeah. Uh, he's not which even, is weird. He's honest. I'm pregnant. Yes. From, from who? Ooh. Yeah. Who did Ooh. it? Ooh. I mean, Okay. mystery going into season eight uh nine yeah i mean that would be okay see if the a a mystery going to season nine okay that could be an interesting way to maintain engagement with the show b it is just more people prying into heidi's private <laughs> life point, in a very yeah. creepy way that yeah. <sighs> if al's the daddy no but it's not uh, no i mean well al is the daddy in some regards but no <laughs> uh, uh well, i don't know how did because you evidently had a warmer feeling about the character actor crop this season than me i well i don't think i did it, it wasn't warmer necessarily just harder than usual and mm-hmm. not I, your point is is uh i think apt in that they were all none of them made a major impression on me except yeah. for uh i included i included someone in character actor Okay, I'm gonna I'm just gonna tip my hand here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. fuck it. It's, we're in the season eight. Who gives a shit, man? Senior, senioritis here, bro. Senioritis. Um, according to my own parameters. Uh oh. Oh no. <laughs> oh, you finally got tied up in your own parameters. You know, th- folks, this is great. Remember when when David Petraeus, the architect of the national security state, then got busted for like having sex with his mistress because someone used Patriot Act stuff to access Everyone his emails. Remembers that. Everyone remembers that. Well, I certainly remember that because it was ironic. And now you, Mr. Parameters, are getting choked. By your own parameters. Uh, okay, I had said that the difference between a character actor and a recurring actor is that they appear in one more, uh, more than one episode. The person I chose for character actor should technically be a character a recurring actor. Oh. <laughs> so now I don't. I, I have to. I have to think on the fly who my favorite character actor is. Okay, should I? I, I, I had chosen Peter Michael Getz as Doctor Hanover as yeah. my favorite character actor. Yeah, but moving him to recurring actor. That might change, mm-hmm. and now I don't have a replacement for character actor. That's tough. That is really tough. And for what it's worth, I also chose Peter Michael Getz for mine uh, as Doctor Hanover. So we agree and oh, we're we, in agreement. We fucked, in the wrong we fucked thing. each other over. We, we, I fucked both of us over. I mean, hey, listen, what's podcasting about? Right? I got a problem. We, we 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 held hands and we jumped off the cliff okay. together like Butch and Sundance. Well, well the, look, I like okay. Uh, the the the. Now, the name of the woman who sells the the car to Tim on mm-hmm. the air, uh, Thelma. Thelma. I gotta say, if if we're taking if we're taking Doctor Hanover off the table, my my pick is gonna be Thelma because mm. I think that she's one of the few guests on Tool Time who does not roll over and just allow Tim to mock her endlessly, but instead yeah. fights back, pushes back at Tim, also really like gouges him and twists the knife for the for the price on the car. And uh, I like to see that. That's that's fresh. And also, it's easy when you are an old, 
or woman. I, I, I tacked an ER on there because I'm like, wait, is that, this is my new ER game is, is saying older instead of just old. When you're an older actress going on these shows, I feel like there's so much pressure to just be the sweet doddering old lady. And the fact that she's able to be in there and be feisty and really get yeah. one over on Tim. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, no, you can't pick it. That's true. I, I kind of want to, uh, there's part of me that, Wants to pick the character actor who accidentally kicked the table <laughs> when oh, he was walking it, out yeah, of the yeah. tent. You can do that, man. Season eight, we're in your house. We're you can in do my, whatever yeah, you we want. Yeah, we can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. I, I, okay, I'm actually rethinking this. Despite how I feel about the actress personally, as far as her performance on this show, mm-hmm. um, the, the entire episode is surrounding her. I think she does a pretty good job. Like, there, there, she doesn't skate by on the fact that, hey, I'm a big actress mm. doing this part in a show, and I don't have to be good because I'm bringing all of my personal baggage with me, and sure. people are just gonna like that I'm on the the show. Mm. I think I might go Jenny McCarthy. Wow, so you're saying you agree with everything Jenny McCarthy <laughs> believes? I got some you. You support spicy her opinions about some vaccinations? Okay, all right. Um, I, I think, I think she does really well in that role. I don't particularly like the episode, but as far as what she brings to it, it's, it's not just a, you know, I'm going to just play the words on the page. Yeah. You know, she brings a little personality to it. No, it's, it's like, it's a pretty good performance. Like she, you know, she has, yeah. I, I like when I when I realized that it was her in the episode. I remember thinking like, oh, I didn't know that Jenny McCarthy could actually. I mean, I guess. Okay, now this is. Actually, I didn't know Jenny McCarthy could actually act. This is stupid because she got her start like as a VJ on yeah. on MTV. Maybe saying VJ isn't a great thing to say about a woman as a as a host on MTV. Yeah. Uh, so she's good at like being able to think on her feet and yeah. be charismatic. And do you mean hoster? Host. You, you have to add an er to that. Yeah. Oh, hoster. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> okay. She's a VJ-er. Yeah. I, I will say I was there are two others on this list that I, I was pulled in their direction, but ultimately didn't uh end up picking them, which is Brent Hinckley, who uh plays the kind of skeevy chop shop owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's he he just has that like you you look I, I think he's just so perfectly cat. He's got a corner on Hollywood, at least yeah. in the nineties. We love our corners. Uh <laughs> um for this like character who is maybe a little dumb yeah or at least not all there but just unabashed like i'm gonna fucking run this operation out of this back back of this house yeah yeah uh so brent hinkley that's uh that's this guy that's your pick oh yeah yeah looks looks great wait like what's what's that picture from like that guy oh man that's from uh the Naked Truth? I don't know what that is. Okay, um, well, Landon, Landon showing me pictures and me asking him questions about the pictures that none of you can see. This is the, here, this from is the content Wood. you missed on. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me try to find uh, another Brent Hinckley. He I, he had to have been in a, a um, Coen Brothers movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had, the, he, had a, he had a Coen Brothers face. Yeah, he does. He had a Coen face. Was he on ER? Do you remember? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm going to say, no, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, you don't remember her. <laughs> I, I oh, don't remember ER. He, he's on the uh, episode of Seinfeld, a uh, very memorable episode of Seinfeld. 
uh, playing a character named Lou. Okay, you want to tell me what the episode was? I don't have to I will. guess this. Uh, the Merv Griffin Show. Oh, fuck. I love that episode. <laughs> um, We're just talking about episodes of another sitcom. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what he does, but that's the... He, he quantifies that that same sort of like skeevy. Maybe is he the one that like gives the set to, or he, he finds it. Well, in the trash yeah, he finds it in there, but maybe he's like the security guard who lets Kramer back there or something. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Let's see if he's in one of these images. No, he's not. Anyway, uh, so I was, I, I just generally like the vibe that Brent Hinkley brings to these things. Yeah. Um, the other character that I was gonna, I was inclined toward was um. Uh, Bobby Slayton, who did uh, Roy Becker, the the um, manager for Al, right, 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 yeah, and Mister Likable. You know, I appreciate how over the, t- <laughs> I I appreciate how over the top he is as a sleazy Hollywood manager type. Yeah, I, but also it's like it, it is kind of funny that there's also Irv Schmeyman from last season. <laughs> right, like there's a lot of sleazy managers running yeah. around Royal Oak, Michigan. Why is that? Why didn't they bring Ted Post back for this season? Who's Ted Post? He's the triplets. Oh yeah, they should have brought Ted Post back. Yeah, the one who's you know he works at the at the uh, counter at the airport in that yep. small town, and he also works at the stadium, and then he also works at that gas station. Yeah, I keep adding siblings. Yeah. I want there to be like sex Every triplets season. of him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so those are my my things. Uh, did I did I pick one? Yeah, Jenny McCarthy is my character. Yeah. Actor. Yeah. Uh, do you want to touch on any of these others? Like. Um, uh, we have our own grouses about Bewitched. Yes, we certainly do. Uh, do you have any thoughts about, like, Wilson's girlfriend in that? I mean, I would have more thoughts if I felt like she was a real character and not just a part of a prank, seemingly an actress yeah. that they that, that Wilson hired as part of a very elaborate uh, play on them. Gosh, but that is another episode where I looked at it and was like, oh, the Wilson Witch episode was this season. <laughs> right. That was our Halloween episode. Yeah, that was our last Halloween episode. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think that she... It's hard because she's a character who it's like, okay, so her whole bit is just to be insulted repeatedly by Tim. Yeah. Like, I kind of lose track of her in those moments because I'm just like, great, Tim, you're being an asshole yeah. to this person but she's again. also playing a part knowing that he would insult her to a degree. And I'm also like, well, wait, is this character actually a witch? <laughs> right. Or is it just, or is she just saying that is, she is? is she a, she's a real witch playing a detective at the end, or is she a detective <laughs> playing a witch? Or is she neither, and she's just an actor? I mean, th- this is this is the kind of I feel like Wilson wrote that entire prank. You know, he's like, oh, well, it plays well, neighbor. It plays on multiple layers of uh, of identity. Hmm. I I don't know. I guess I don't have I don't have a lot to say about it because that whole episode is just tough to sink your teeth into yeah. because everything is just a falsehood being yeah. played on someone else. All right. Well, then uh, you you chose uh, Karen Justin. I chose Jenny McCarthy for character actor. Let's move on to recurring actor. Yes. These are actors that uh, have appeared in more than one episode or more than one season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's the list. William O'Leary playing Marty. Woo, Marty! <laughs> Make him longer now. In a controversial move, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I, I saw that on the list and I was like, you son of a bitch. He's only in two episodes, three right. episodes. Yeah, I guess he's very briefly in the in the Whitewater, yeah. Yeah. Uh 
Tootie Roche playing Carrie, uh, Jill's sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. Richard Karn. Yes. Tom Sharp playing Jeff Taylor, mm-hmm. uh, Tim's brother. Yeah. Megan Cavanaugh playing Trudy. Uh, Vasily Bognazios uh, playing Antonio the waiter. Mm-hmm. Gotta love him. Took a hard turn on that character. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Blake Clark playing Harry. Uh, Jimmy Laboriola playing Benny. Yeah, I'm just going to say now, my favorite by far Forget. of the entire series. I want you to get on a plane. He get out of here right this eventually. <laughs> I mean, he made us think. He gave us a lot of fodder for talking about donuts. We do Fair. like talking about donuts. We do. Yeah, that's true. And, we, and there's that episode where he's got the donut and a thought bubble over his head. That was kind of fun. Nothing to say we couldn't be talking about donuts without Benny. Okay, that's true, but we didn't really realize our mutual love of donuts <laughs> until. But, although, also, it's fair to assume that everyone likes donuts. They're one of the most likable foods. Uh, Ashley and Lindsay Trefker playing the twins. Oh, I like them even more than Benny. <laughs> Bonnie Bartlett playing Lucille Taylor. Mm-hmm. Francesca P. Roberts playing Marge. Patrick Cronin on the <laughs> on the nail guns. <laughs> the staple guns. You can't see what I'm doing, but it's funny. Uh, you, 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 don't, you don't have the rock and roll mouth. Rock and mouth. Dad rock and roll mouth. Which Wait, what's dad rock and roll mouth? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, there it is. That, there it is. Guys, you 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 gotta. It's a shame we never did live shows because we are so we are so good in person. Uh, Tammy Lauren, who made a major drop off this season, yeah. playing Patty, Jill's best friend. Yeah, whatever happened with that? Yeah, it's sad. I don't know. No, I like t- her. no time for friends when you were raising three kids and then two other <laughs> kids so. and then going to school. Uh, we have Polly Holiday as Jill's mom. Mm-hmm. The K and B boys who need no introduction. Uh, Shirley Prestia as Dolores, Charles Robinson as Bud, Al Fan as Felix, Danny Zorn as Morgan Wandell. He's Morgan Wandell! <laughs> and Peter Michael Getz as Dr. Hanover, Jill's Professor Oversight Committee Superior. Boss, yes. <laughs> uh, boss starring Kelsey Grammer. Uh, so, <laughs> just reference a... Thing that exists. Yeah, basically. It last last episode or last season spectacular. We can do whatever we want. I'm in your house. I can do whatever I want. Godzilla. Yes, there you go. See, we're having a great time. Barry Lyndon. Um I mean, well, look, who how do you, how do you want to start? There's a lot of names here. Do you want to like yeah. uh, what are your feelings on on the on the recurring actors this season in general? That's a very broad question, and I guess I'm kind of just Yeah. Trusting you to dive into one aspect of it. Um at the risk of sounding negative, I don't feel good about it. Um, wow. And I'll explore that a little bit. Yeah. Let's see. Elaborate on that. We're, well, we're almost out of time, uh, but then we can we can pick it up next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's start with uh, Burning Down the House. Yes. It's fan f- fair. Fan, fan service. service. Yeah. Thank you. And fanfare. We 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 just we spent we spent four and a half hours discussing what constitutes fan service yeah. last week. So we, we can't did. be too careful with the term. Yeah, true. Uh but as far as like we we only uh as far as the K and B boys, we get rock in one other mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Uh and find out some very unfortunate things about his <laughs> mental state. Yeah. Uh I think Sparky's in that episode as well. As so is uh Tom LaGrua playing uh uh, on the shock absorber, oh, yeah, <laughs> Eddie from Eddie's. This is too loud. This is too loud. Yeah, there you go. Shock, <laughs> shock absorber sounds. That, that, put that away, Landon. That's not a shock absorber. 
<laughs> yeah, that was a brake pad. Um, so it's banking on for a lot of these character actor uh, recurring actors this season. It's banking on, hey, this person's been a part of the show since the beginning. Yes. Just look at them one last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take one good look. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, like my my, my I have kind of like I kind of kind of have like two choices a little bit, but one of them one of them is really uh, a. I think it's almost an honorary Oscar, and b. Okay, a lot of it is based off of just one specific moment. I have a lot of affection for uh, Patrick Cronin as Sparky. Like I and. <laughs> But I'm trying to separate out how much of that is just how much fun I had watching him dance out onto stage in Burning Down the House with the dad rock and roll mouth, shooting staples at the audience, having the best time in his life. And I think because, I, I, I don't know, there's there's so much, I feel like there's more to Sparky than meets the eye. There's more he was doing with that character than meets the eye. And I almost, if I were a more ambitious man, I would go back and watch every episode that Sparky has been in and try and establish a unified theory of Sparky. Okay. Because it's like, he's this car dude who's obsessed with car upholstery. And he's like, and and he's this, this very, he seems like one of the most eccentric of the handyman type dudes who Tim hangs out with. Yeah. And also in his performance, he seems like one of the only characters or one of the only actors who's really playing it as like, it is ridiculous for anyone to be this obsessed with cars. Yeah. Like, it is like Tim is playing it as like, yeah, you know, this is a little over the top, but this is how guys are. And Patrick Cronin seems to be doing it like, yeah, this is nuts that anybody thinks about this <laughs> stuff this much. I'm gonna play myself as a madman. Do you do you smell that though? Uh, what? What it's is that? It's it's coming closer. It's getting very what? strong. What? That is a parameter. Oh no! Oh, Landon, <laughs> they have a very pungent you, smell. You gotta warn me when you're gonna do a parameter. And I mean, I guess it's your house. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I want to be very careful that we are picking a season eight character actor uh recurring actor not a series one so yes i we know can, we can talk about you know their appearances up till now but it's specifically their appearance in season eight i know which is why it's kind of like that that one's on the bubble and that's not the one i'm actually going okay. with i just wanted to talk about them extend okay. that runtime milk it a little bit <laughs> um i'm sorry it's got it's got to be william o'leary for me for this season okay I'm sorry it's got to be william o'leary I think that he was poorly served as the season went on. Yeah. I think that he did not get a proper send-off. Yeah. But at the he same... He got that apartment, though. He got that... Uh, well, we didn't see the and apartment. And he lost the twins, apparently. Yeah. Well, that I'm really happy for him <laughs> on that one. Uh, that that apartment is going to be his new bachelor pad, baby. Um, but seeing him... I don't know. He, like, he, he, got, he got a lot of... He had a lot of meaty opportunities to seek, sink his teeth into like him uh you know uh thanks but no thanks mm-hmm. or he's at the um at the hardware store like yeah. sleep, sleeping at the hardware store eating peanut butter off of a putty knife like <laughs> and he's yeah. he's both going through all this really heavy like his life is fucked his life has fallen apart completely tim finds him there like he's been lying to tim about his circumstances tim shows up and finds him and there's still this whole thing about like uh, Tim says something like because he's in his underwear when he answers the door, and Tim says something like, "Wow, that's some night watchman uniform." And he says something like, "Wow, yeah, well, you better not see my weapon or something like that." Like he's still making dick jokes with his brother, even in this moment of utter humiliation, acknowledging yeah. that that he has failed in his marriage and to some degree as a father, and I don't want to put that. He's not. He's doing his best as he can as a dad, but like and just that he is routinely put in situations where he's like 
just just utter utter humiliation and he has to kind of like sack up and move along and deal with it you know him putting on the penguin hat to go off and scoop shit at the zoo or like him and tim having this big kind of conversation about uh, i don't know fatherhood or responsibilities while squeezing dog yep. toys he i don't know you everyone knows we love william o'leary on this show but i think that even though he's underserved at the end of the series in the middle at the end of the the season in the middle of the season he's kind of there's a few episodes where he is doing emotional heavy lifting and comedy heavy lifting at the same time yeah i i agree and i i'm you're saying he's your choice Mm -hmm. yeah uh i I feel my inclination was to pick him as well, but sure. we've, we've chosen him in seasons past, and keep doing it. I feel like I was biased because of Elf and Black Angel. Yeah. <laughs> those, those were really, yeah, those were good moments. Which technically aren't season eight, so uh, I, not to tip my hand too much, I, I didn't cho- end up choosing him because of uh, a pick of mine later. Okay. Um. So, having moved Peter Michael Getz from uh, character actor to recurring actor, mm. I'm very tempted to choose him. Sure. I don't feel like he was quite filled out enough yet. I feel like one or two more episodes and, like, he would have had a full-fledged, really fun character. I, I, with I, a new energy to the show in season eight that we haven't really felt from another character before. I wish that we had introduced him when Jill started going back to school. Yeah. And it was just like, this is Jill's school boss. Yeah. We don't see him often, but when we're having a Jill at school plot, this is the guy she's dealing with. Yeah. She's nervous around him. He is an intimidating person. And also... Goofy as shit. <laughs> goofy as shit. And also, he seems to have driven his stepson completely insane. <laughs> Maybe we could have gotten a little bit more with his weird son. I mean, it's like... I, I'm okay. In fact, I didn't even include him in the, the character actor, the son. I mean... I, maybe I should have. I mean, it was an interesting... Per- I don't know that I've picked him, but I do like... Again, I think our biggest problem with his son... What was the name of his son? Uh, I don't remember. Samuel, yeah. maybe? Yeah, yeah, Samuel. Uh, let's call it Samuel. Okay. His his his, his son, Samuel. Uh, Alf Court, that was his name. Uh, <laughs> like, like I our problem with him was kind of just... he's This guy's doing a whole lot of different weird bits. Yeah. And we don't really have enough of him for any of this to make sense. And it was taking away, I think, from uh Jill and Mark's conflict in yeah, the episode. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if we'd had you know, I so if we'd had more of Dr. Hanover, that would have also given us an opportunity to have more of Dr. Hanover's weird son and watching him grow up and, and getting I don't know. I, I I like I like the concept of a neurotic Fraser type kid interacting with the Taylor boys. It's just we needed it sooner. We can't yes, claim it all at the end. I agree. So my choice is hard to justify. It's it's more gut, and it it he falls under the same umbrella as Doctor Hanover, which yeah. is I wanted more development over a longer period of time. With sure, him. yeah, but I I. Upon reflection, I actually really like where they were headed with the conflict between him and Tim. Yeah. I'm I'm ending up picking Danny Zorn as Morgan Wandell. I mean, I mean, look, I'm not upset by that, man. There is like there's potential with that role. I mean, so you're you're it's sort of like you're giving the 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 pick to what it could have been like it's no i'm giving the pick to what it is i mean i'm trying to be fair sure uh as far as any particular recurring character in season eight he 
was introduced and I feel like was the furthest developed. He's more developed than Dr. Hanover, sure. Uh, he has a narrative in, uh, imposition to Tim. Uh, you know, there's a purpose for him being there. Yeah. He's memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an interesting direction to go with the character to hire someone so young. Yeah. Uh, and to have him be kind of sleazy but spineless. I mean, it was an interesting, like, you could just see there being like uh, Idris Elba entering the office in season yeah. three. And it's just like, yeah, you're a great actor and your character's not supposed to mesh with this mm-hmm. office, but yeah. also your acting style kind of also doesn't mesh with this. Yeah. And exactly. it's feeling weird. So yeah. someone with like ultra masculinity or like, mm-hmm. I'm going to elf a dog, Tim yeah. coming in there would have been a different energy. I like that. They're like, I'm a slippery beta and mm-hmm. going to undermine Tim. You know, I'm yeah. a, I'm a tremor. I'm yeah. a graboid. That's <laughs> going to <laughs> compromise the foundation on which you're standing on rather than coming at you face to face. When Landon showed me his basement, when I got here, it was just a lot of tremors references going on. <laughs> We've had tremors on the brain for a while. Uh, no, that's like, yeah, I wish that, I wish that we had seen more of Morgan Wandell besting Tim. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously on some level he's bested Tim in terms of just that he's taken control of the show and taken it away from him. But that so much of the... Like, Tim always goes on the air and shit talks Morgan Wandell yep. and, like, is constantly disobeying him and all this stuff. I guess I just... And I, I, I like, just on that point, yeah. I like that... And I would have loved to see more of this developed of, like, Morgan Wandell is is so spineless or not even spineless, but so scrupulous that like if Tim making fun of Morgan Wandell on the air gets ratings. Yes. He's like, good. More of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, w- yeah, I wish that had been kind of called out where it's like, Tim, if you want to talk shit about me, that's fine. I'm still in control. If it makes you feel better yeah. to do all this, I'm still getting paid. I'm still getting what I want out of this show. I'm doing what I was brought here to do. Like that would make him a real nemesis to Tim because you'd have to see Tim realize like, wait, I can't just, there's no, there's this thing. no way to harm him. Yeah. And he has the mentality of, well, who's above you? Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that is amazing mission statement from such a slimy character uh, that I don't know. I just, it ended up, uh, I, I guess I do think back on the potential that character could have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, it isn't, you know, his comeuppance isn't as satisfying as I would like, but Danny Zorn is also just kind of a, a fun, you know, he's got a fun energy, an interesting energy. Oh, yeah. Because he, he's not even like, if you're casting, like we talked about Jason Biggs. Yeah. Like that would have been a very different young person bringing their energy in there. Yeah. I think Danny Zorn, ha- and why I'm ultimately picking him, is that as a performer, he's bringing something completely unique to the already kind of interesting character of Morgan Wandell written on the page. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, that's that is a completely fair assessment because he is he is kind of he's sort of the first uh, enemy that Tim has had who is not also he's not doing the same kind of masculinity as tim you know he is they are engaged in a masculine he's not interested in masculinity at all which is interesting to me like it takes the fight out of tim it's like if i can't i don't know what to grapple onto if i can't fight you if you don't if you don't if you don't acknowledge masculinity yeah what playing field are we even on exactly you know this is you know this is like tim is like the u.s military and he is like the Viet Cong. it's like wait you're not meeting me on the battlefield you're not wearing uniforms how do i fight you like it like 
I, I wish there'd been a scene where Tim asks him like, yeah, so uh, what do you drive? And he's like, mm, I take the bus or something like that. <laughs> Morgan Wandel would never take the bus. He, but like, I drive an electric car or something like I, that. I mean, he would be driving a, a Porsche for sure or, or some sort of like uh, sports car, but he would know nothing about it and take shitty care of it. Yeah. And Tim would be like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what kind of what kind of gas you put in that thing? Oh, I don't know. I just put over the cheapest one. You gotta use premium. I pay pay someone to do it for me. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Oh, you you ever get under the hood of that baby? You got a big block? Oh, I don't know. I just I just take it to the I take it to Jiffy Lube to get all my work done. Jiffy Lube. God damn it! We keep saying, oh, we're not going to try and rewrite the show, but here we are. We've really found the better, uh, yeah. the better villain. Uh, look, that's a great pick. I, I respect that pick completely. Thank you. It took a long time to and reflection to come to it, but uh, I feel pretty pretty solid in it. I mean, and that's nothing to say we haven't even talked about Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and this is our our last time to do so. I mean, as a recurring actor this well, season. I mean, we might watch a movie with him in it later. Well, so we yeah, have I guess uh, as as Randy Taylor. Yes, as yeah, okay. I I mean. Look, every time he the the episode where he comes back and and sh- like it, it's just it's tough getting reminder or like seeing the clip show with with bits where that he's in, it is a tough reminder that like on the one hand I think we should commend the show because they made they're they're you know the, I think they're I'd say in season eight three or four really good episodes that I liked yeah. a lot and. You know, a lot of those didn't have Randy in them at all. The show yep. is perfectly capable of succeeding without Randy. The show is strong enough to work without Randy. All of the times that it fails uh, in this season have nothing to do with Randy not being there. Yeah. It just has to do with them not utilizing the great characters yes. and actors that they have. But when I when I see these clips of them, it's like, fuck, they really had just a just uh, I'm I'm trying to think of a cards analogy here. A pocket full of aces. They had a, a straight <laughs> a flush sleeve. sleeve. Uh, they've got one hand green sleeves. in their pocket and the other one is giving out high fives. <laughs> uh, there, there's, he, he's, he's just, he's just great. He is, he, he deserved every bit of the hype that he got mm. for being on this show. And I'm really happy for him that he decided to get out of show business because yeah. probably the better call just in general. If anyone out there is harboring dreams of being in the entertainment industry, don't <laughs> get don't. out. Yeah. Learn to be an air conditioner repair, man. That's going to be, <laughs> that, that's really the, the growth industry these days. Um, so I, I don't know. So seeing him come back, I think in this season when he did like every, every appearance in this season is tinged with tragedy. I think, uh, well, yeah, no, you're, might be kind of a big word to use i mean people Tragedy. die in the world sometimes I, but there's a, a emotionality how about yeah that? emotionality is the yeah. one because he's leaving and he's coming back and he's barely in whitewater yeah it's which like is like a tragedy and that we don't get to see him in uh, one of his last two episodes we don't we don't we don't get a chance to see him fall in a river yet again <laughs> how many rivers can we do um yeah, and like even when we see him in Whitewater, it's like we kind of like we knew it's like yeah, he's barely in this because he's already off the show yeah. and he's just you know wrapping this thing out. Um, I don't know how did you, how did you feel about JTT in this this season? What little of him we got? Yeah, um, I forgot him. Wow, <laughs> I mean no, that's fair. I no. forgot him too after a while. Adios is a fantastic episode, really uh, good, and a great send off for him, and it really showed his penchant both both that and home for the holidays um had a penchant for showing his dramatic flair mm-hmm. uh and, and the balance between you know pathos and comedy yeah um but as a, yeah i don't know uh i don't know why i didn't pick him for a recurring actor like 
It felt like, I don't know, he felt like it, we've picked him and talked about him so much in the past that, you know, there's so many other people we can it, talk it's about. It's kind of not fair. Like, he's technically a recurring actor, but he's on just such a different, like, yeah. he was a series regular and the most popular character on the show for yeah. seven years, for four years, maybe. I don't know how long he was the most popular, but, like, <laughs> he he was top of the heap for so long, and then it's just a different kind of vibe, him coming back yeah. versus somebody else just being on here as a one-off. Okay, well, I think we did uh, Recurring Actor Justice. <laughs> recurring Actor Justice is my favorite cop show. <laughs> Let's move on to our favorite moment of okay. the season. All right. Now, this is where I think it gets a little interesting. Yeah. Because this season is filled with mediocre episodes that have great moments yes, in them. Yes, yes. Now, do you want to start by listing every moment from this season? Yes, I and do. And can pick them? Okay, so... <laughs> All right, so Whitewater, here we go. All right, so uh, when when the it fades in and we see <laughs> them at home. um, Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, do, do you want to do you want to go first with moments? Do you want to first talk about some moments? I mean, I'm, I imagine you have a short list. I have a short list, and I have a favorite moment. Um, so I'll I'll work my way up to my favorite yeah, yeah. Uh, by talking about a few of these others. Um, I'm gonna say uh, just as an overview of my moments, they are equal parts broad comedy and emotionality. Yeah, uh, and I'll I think I'll start with uh, the tremendous performance, the nuanced performance of uh, Jill with her back to the camera, turning to talk to her mom and like acknowledge what early menopause. Mm-hmm. Articulating her fear about that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Was so real and so uh complex in terms of the issue mm-hmm. for them to tackle on a, a sitcom. And on this sitcom. And on this sitcom. And uh that moment was so raw and so real. It to me it almost it almost overshadows taps. Mm-hmm. Where Taps is the whole episode is kind of about she knows she lost her father at the beginning and you know it's kind of navigating what Tim is going to do for them. This one is like we Jill Jill's going through something but she doesn't even really know what it is. It's that moment mm-hmm. that she turns around after hearing something her mom said that's yeah. like this is fucking scary as shit. What if I'm not attractive anymore yeah. what if i'm i mean it's it just it speaks less to the conflict of the character and more to just human experience yeah and that it, it's, i'm still getting chills thinking yeah. about it yeah witness he is it's like because taps is jill processing losing her father this episode it's jill processing losing a part of herself mm-hmm. and indeed her sense of self her sense of, of identity yeah. and you know losing her father that's a thing that's a loss that she shares with her family and a loved one dying is something that people talk about in society. Whereas getting a, getting a hysterectomy, you know, uh, under the circumstances that she did it, it, you know, she's trying to grapple with something that is not talked about as much and chart her own path in something where there's not something laid out there. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very affecting moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's trade back and forth. What do you got? I wish that I'd, I'd, I'd found more heartfelt ones, uh, because <laughs> going, going off of that to talk about something else. Chop, chop to you drop. Yep. An episode that's not really necessarily great, 
There's the scene where they have agreed to go undercover yeah. uh, to to the chop shop, and we get a shot from behind of two women, presumably sex workers, facing away from the camera, and we hear Tim and Al's voices talking about, like, these these outfits are, are ridiculous. I feel so stupid, and they're never going to believe this. And then... And then we, we hear this back and forth for a minute, and then the two women turn and walk away, and we see that they've just been perfectly standing to block <laughs> Tim and Al wearing just outlandish, dressed as men, but wearing outlandish yeah. disguises. That's that's just a, you know, a clever sight gag, a clever way of, of hiding what the joke is and setting something up. It is a highlight of an episode that otherwise I don't think is super great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I I look back on it fondly, <laughs> and it's one of the more memorable bits from the season. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, pile on to that because I a moment for mine is also from that episode, yeah. and it's just a little bit later. And it's Al's nervousness of having to wear the camera mm-hmm. uh, in the fanny pack and yeah. and like getting the person to talk louder and mm-hmm. trying to frame people with his yeah. chest in the yeah, camera. Yeah. Uh, Taking away the wig that he's wearing, just generally how he's nervous, but also going through with it. There's just that's a certain broad comedy that is really funny to me. Uh, it it harkened back a little bit to like when they get arrested at No No Godot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's stuck in the jail, and you know the guy's next to him, and like the, gets rowdy for a second, and, and yeah. d- startles that like laughter out of Alec. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, I wish we had seen more of of that out of Al on mm-hmm. the show. Uh, Al uncomfortable. We yes. don't get a lot of. We yes. get Al put out by Tim a lot, yeah. uh, but we don't get Al out of his element yes. a lot. Yeah, we don't get uncomfortable Al very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's even better when I say it right to your face and watch you be upset about <laughs> yeah, it. I'm not gonna look at you anymore. Yeah. Uh, good luck. I'm right here. Um, so uh. I, and another one for me, uh, this is kind of multiple moments, but it's basically a running gag. Yeah. Uh, from Neighbors, uh, the episode where Wilson is building the greenhouse, yeah. uh, Brad repeatedly saying, I enjoy pudding. <laughs> you know, Brad, has, you know, uh, Tim, yeah. Tim has said something about how, like, oh, we should get, we should let Wilson take the prize, like last time somebody won 10,000 pounds of pudding or something, and Brad, you know, I, I enjoy pudding. He comes back to enjoy pudding a couple times, and then later... Wilson saying, "Oh, I'm I'm building a greenhouse. I can grow anything I want." And Brad just goes, "Can you grow pudding?" <laughs> Br- Brad's love of pudding is 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 funny to me, and also just these opportunities for ZTB to kind of yeah. flex the absurd comedy muscle. Yeah, there there were a lot of there wasn't a specific moment in that episode, but it was filled with flourishes mm-hmm. that I loved. Cause that was the Patricia Richardson one, uh, direction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, directorial debut. And Wait, neighbors was her. That was the one oh, she did. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, which it felt like there were all these like little extra comedy beats. Mm-hmm. She knew how to, yeah, I think probably from her theater, uh, experience knew how to let things breathe and tell things visually. And like, yeah, no, I don't have to push the joke that hard here. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think that's a, a very, that's a, a contender for a good episode this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Certainly. Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, I'm going to go and I might be, be sniping some of your, your commentary mm-hmm. in the next section. No, but, go. Uh, it's hard not to pull out, Al's acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is hard not to pull out Al's <laughs> acting. And you are definitely, you're Chris Kyle American snipering me right now. 
Uh, specifically, him getting overexcited and, and doing his little like pummeling jab to Morgan Fairchild's stomach is yeah. like the the fact that he's so in his own head uh, and excited to be with Morgan Fairchild that he has no sense of being able to act mm-hmm. and uh, uh, <laughs> loses the sense of who who he's around and will go to the length of of pummeling. It's just funny to me. I, I'm trying to, like, was was the pummeling a thing that Al did a lot before? Yeah. Is, I, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm, I don't know. It seems like they brought it back in a big way, and I'm not complaining at all. It's very funny. I, I mean, it was not an every episode sort of deal, but, sure. like, when he would get excited about something, he'd be like, oh, you, and, like, he'd either mm. hug or he'd yeah. do one of these things, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's almost edging on Chris Farley-esque. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I see that. Uh, no, that, I mean, yeah, so long as we're talking about that episode, Mr. Likeable, uh, that's also where, you know, Jill comes home and Tim is, you know, sitting at the, sitting at the kitchen table doing all of this, like, planning stuff for how he's managing, uh, Al's career, and Jill says, what are you doing? And he says, I'm, I'm planning out Al's destiny, and Jill looks into the kitchen and says, but you couldn't get all your dishes into the sink, and then <laughs> they, they talk some more about it and all of his plans for everything, and Tim Tim is talking about Al and says, I can manipulate that talent a uh, hundred ways from Sunday. And then we just get this shot from the kitchen, a rack focused from the dirty dishes to Jill looking at them. And she just goes, and yet <laughs> that Jill yeah. going. And yet I, again, a perfect marriage of the way that the joke is, is visually telegraphed yes. and the way that the actor delivers it. Uh, it's, it's great. It's a, it's a wonderful level of sub- subtlety. Oh my goodness. Um, I've got one more, and it's my yeah, favorite. I've got one more as well that is also my favorite. Okay. Uh, you mentioned it already uh, in passing yeah. uh, when you were talking about William O'Leary. Yeah. My favorite moment, it, it, it just, it's the concept even more than the execution, though the execution, I think, is is spot on. It's the squeaky toys. Yeah. Yeah. I th- it, it took me eight seasons to find out what my tickle button is, and apparently <laughs> it's squeaky toys. <laughs> you're, you're a dog. Basically. Oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm that I'm that weird sex statue in the back of that when they were doing the squeaky toys. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Re- yeah. You remember the, the statue that oh, dogs can hump? Oh, I remember that. Well now we decided that's what it was. It's not like the episode said, here's the dog. Well, I'm hump not statue. It. That's, yeah. It's Elf went to Elf Court. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, well I think that I think that Judge Alf uh, should have should recuse his, himself <laughs> in cases where there's like a weird sex thing, because we know Alf's a freak. Um, yeah, no, no, but that is, that is funny. They're having a serious conversation and they're squeaking these toys and then it's like, but it's, it's perfectly executed in that it's like they set, they set up the joke of the scene, which is they say something, they squeak a toy. They say something, they squeak a toy. And, you know, Marty set us up by saying, I'm here to test toys. Mm -hmm. And so squeak, say a line, squeak, say Mm -hmm. a line. Then it gets heated and there's no squeak. Mm-hmm. And then they continue going. And then all of a sudden, Tim makes a, a broad point and it's just squeak. <laughs> I, it's just, it's really well done. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a feat of both timing and kind of physical comedy. Yeah. Like they're, you know, business for them to be doing while they're, while they're having this conversation. And, and how much have we talked about just really enjoying watching Tim Allen and William O'Leary play off each other? They, they have such a brotherly dynamic. Yeah. That, 
I, you know, I mean, we, we talk about this all the time, but like that, that phantom other show where they murder Jill and that, well, okay, we're, I'm sorry, we're, where Jill dies. I mean, it would count as a murder for me on the part of the producers, <laughs> yeah. but where Jill gets killed and it's Tim and, uh, Tim and Marty running a hardware store and raising his little daughters. I mean, there would be, a, that would be, there'd be a lot of funny stuff on that. Agreed. There would be, that would be enjoyable to watch. Yes. Uh, although you'd have to be confronted with the fact that Jill died yeah. the entire time to think about it. What if Jill and Tim died and it's just the Marty show? I mean, but what if it's Marty and Benny though? Like, what were they? Who do they? I mean, because also I don't know how Marty. Benny's and... the murderer. He's a hitman for hire, and oh. so he's sent to jail. Okay, and it's Marty and Al. Mm, all right, I like. Well, have Marty and Al ever interacted on the show? Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm just thinking of something here. <laughs> At what point did they ever buy out Al's portion of the hardware store? I think the idea is that. I, I think the idea is that Al like. Al still has his portion. He's not willing to buy the rest of it because of right. because of the upcoming wedding that for some reason so, he has to pay for. But the end of that episode leads us to believe it's the Taylor men owning the store. Well, no, because it's like who's now who's the little brother who we're all gonna torment and make fun of, and then Al comes up and says, "Hey, there are coworkers," oh, and they all go, yeah. "Hey," and they're all looking at him. So it's implied that they're just all co-managing it together. I guess that's true. Okay. Yeah, okay, so I guess that is the only... See, this. my my concern is that I would like William O'Leary less. I would like Marty less if I'm seeing him being mean to Al. Yeah, that's on true. On the regular. Like, it kind of needs to be him being the victim of Tim's antics. Yeah. Because also, I feel less bad seeing Tim be mad to be, be mean to Marty because it's like, well, Marty can Marty can t- like d- give it out as good as he gets. Like yes. he's not a sweet, beautiful, perfect soul like Al. <laughs> he's like, he's in the shit and he's been dealing with this his whole life. Right. Um... Okay, my favorite moment. Oh boy, from this season of Home Improvement. Oh no, it's a Randy moment. Tim is lying on the couch and he wants to listen to the tape recording you? of the ideas he's thought of, and he hits play, and it's the fart noises he was making earlier. This is from Home Alone. I know I, you're going to kick me out of the house, but that's the moment that I think about most often and laugh about. From arguably the worst episode, no, <laughs> inarguably the worst episode of the season series. No, it's not the worst episode of the series. There are worse episodes that are like more offensive on a moral level. You talked about getting to the airport early. Yeah, yeah. How how early are we thinking? <laughs> Listen, folks, Madison's airport is beautiful. I'm going to be sleeping there tonight. In fact, I'll probably be recording the rest of the rest of the podcast from there. You're going to drop me off and I'll call you. It's it's look the, in an episode that's just not good, but is just taking a lot of weird swings. In an episode that I I like less and less the more I look at the other things we've sacrificed for it. It is you know. And I explained this in the episode itself, so forgive me for talking about the construction of this more, but that Tim is talking into the tape recorder just doing Captain Kirk impressions and talking about, like, Mr. Spock farting and how, oh, that's, you must be Vulcan, because that's not human. But then he's just making fart sounds into the recorder, and then ten minutes later, after a bunch of other dumb skits... Tim is, you know, he goes over and he lies down on the couch, like, okay, let's see what I thought of earlier, hits play and just immediately... Like, and then he, when he hears the fart, he goes, gah, like he's like, it's that Tim's stupid bullshit has finally blown up in Tim's own face that he's been like that for, for the first time, Tim's childish antics have upset Tim. I, it's, it 
the same way that like your tickle button is is squeaky toys. I think mine is fart sounds, which I should not be a shock to anyone listening to this podcast. That's uh, why I love Wild America so. Much. I mean, I again, as we remember when we watched Wild America, and my and my stream died right after they sing the song to the bears and fart in the cave, and I envisioned that being the last scene in the movie. I think we just know what I'm into, and it's and it's a well placed fart joke. Okay, all right. I, now. I'm not going to challenge it, but I, I do want to ask. Do Are you, you proud think, of yourself? Do you think it's, it's, do you think that moment is highlighted for you in an episode that otherwise, I mean, it's like the one shining gem for you in an episode that is otherwise absolute shit. If you took that, if you airlifted that, if you put that moment on a barge, and gave it more power mm. into another episode in Indiana. Yeah, <laughs> would it still be your favorite moment? It, it, honestly, you, it it very well probably wouldn't be because I'm looking at at the episodes I really liked from this season. You know, Neighbors, Mister Likable, things like that. Uh, and there, there's a million. Th- those episodes are so densely written with so many good bits, one after another. Prob and they and they all kind of just blend together into this gestalt of like I liked the episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're probably right. In another episode that was good, this would not have stood out for me as much. But somehow it's just that that in the center of all of this stuff that's not even humor. That's just it's just Tim Allen free associating that like one bit worked, <laughs> and, and and that yeah I. I and also that it's with with the tape recorder it's almost like we don't have anyone else for tim to play off of so this is really tim playing off his past self I, no you're totally right that may be the that may be the case it's i think part of what makes it so memorable is that everything else around it sucked but this is this is the one that hit <laughs> i'm All sorry right. i just i had to ask the question no and and it's it's you know it was a it was a good it was a good thing to get at okay well we're going into our final ever favorite episode yeah well that's not well, exactly no true. we've got yeah we there's got the more series. of that coming up okay yeah. all right yeah yeah so i know what i'm so talking th- about there's nothing important about this just nope. ride that 15 second skip button everybody right <laughs> until the end <laughs> moving on to favorite episode and yeah. i think we've tipped our hands a little bit yeah uh, here and we've been, there we've been tipping a lot of hands our hands yeah. are not level uh i'm just gonna run down the list of these of every episode? Yeah, and maybe we can just pull out anything that we haven't talked about yet. Sure. All right, we've got uh, Whitewater, Tim's birthday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, they go rafting in California. Yeah. Adios, Brandy leaves for Costa Rica. Whew. All in the family, uh, Jill's sister and Tim's brother get together. Yeah. Taylor got game. He's got an opportunity to go play in Britain uh, yeah. and drop out of high school. Yeah. Uh, Al's for a lady... Al and Trudy are, uh, she buys him a, a hot rod. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. And yeah. it's too much for him. Yeah. Bewitched, uh, our final Halloween episode. Uh, yeah. That's one where Tim tries to walk through a door dressed yep. as a monkey. <laughs> not on our favorite moments list. No, somehow. somehow. But on everyone in the audience's <laughs> favorite moments. Uh, in not their lives. So, not so great, Scott. Uh, Heidi's husband is cheating on her. Yep. Tim's first car. He has to buy back uh, the convertible. That episode slid off my brain. Did it really? I just, I don't remember shit from that episode. You know what? Why? That episode is uh, right when our website went down. 
Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I think there's a long period after it that we didn't get to reference it. Because right, our... because we were just we were doing movies while we tried yeah. to figure out how to patch our website up. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Mr. Likeable Al uh, starts promoting things and becomes an actor. Mm-hmm. Thanks, but no thanks. The uh, Thanksgiving episode where uh, Marty is uh, invited to stay with them. Mm-hmm. Home for the holidays. Uh, JTT comes back um, and feels that things have changed. Mm-hmm. Ploys for tots. Uh, Marty is dealing with unruly twins. Chop shop till you drop. Brad's car is uh, stolen and chopped up. Home alone. Knee deep. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> oh yeah, nothing, nothing to say. That's the uh, Home Alone, the episode where Tim makes a fart sound into a tape recorder. Uh, knee deep is where Brad fucks up his knee. Mm-hmm. Mark's big break is the grease. Yeah episode oh boy young at heart which we didn't talk about that either but uh young at heart um jenny mccarthy is working on brad's car mm-hmm. loves labor's lost part one and two jill gets a hysterectomy neighbors uh wilson wants to build a greenhouse hardware habit to break the tailor men uh buy the hardware store loose lips freudian slips uh is the mark's videography jill's uh thesis mm-hmm thing trouble a bruin um brad's knee isn't fully healed but he decides to move forward with uh performing for the scout yep dead weight the most shocking 30 minutes of television ever <laughs> oh my god just house mom dies when he proposes to trudy long and winding road part one two and three where the tailors decide whether or not they're going to move to indiana oh really they decide that they make a decision they pose the the question whether or not they will they talk about deciding whether they're going to decide (laughs) yes yes uh so that that's season eight yeah what i'm gonna give you uh opening salvo on this uh what are some of your runners up um dead weight definitely i just thought it was so cool how they completely dehumanized no no uh you made that joke so i don't have to make the home alone joke. yeah exactly great yeah well (laughs) although we've both kind of already made that that joke anyway um I, I think that All in the Family is... I remember enjoying All in the Family, mm-hmm. that being a funny episode. This is Jill and uh, Jill's sister and Tim's brother hooking up. Just because I think that it it is kind of... It's an episode about real shit where it's like... It's an episode that kind of cuts to the core of just Jill's opinion of Tim's family, Tim's opinion of Jill's family, like Tim and Jill getting into a fight over whether they think that their family members are good enough to date one another. Yeah. And that kind of... I, you know, I think just, like, it speaks to a broader sort of very real conflict in a relationship, which is, like, yeah, two families come together when you're when you're dating someone, and everybody's yeah. always going to have certain thoughts about other families and how you, you know, deal with those and get past them. So I, I, I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed that one a lot. Uh, and I think also, you know, I've, I've talked already about thanks, but no thanks. I I think that what's, um, what's so great about that, thanks, but no thanks, unless I'm misremembering, that is the one where Tim tells marty hey come come yes. and stay at my house yep. and then he goes home to jill and is like hey i've invited marty yeah. to stay at the house and she's freaking out at yeah. it yeah that, that honestly if we're talking about favorite moments well we're not anymore but i should have listed <laughs> that moment where tim comes home and tells jill so i told him he can stay here and jill's like what the fuck what wait wait, wait when is it? you know and all of this stuff and it's like when is he getting here and the knock at the door right. and then she's still yelling at him and he's just like smile yep. faces up and everything I think that, you know, that one is, that one creates both a pressure cooker environment and is also very funny. Um, and, and Neighbors, I think, just, 
Neighbors is a really, really good episode. Yes. It's, it's, I think, probably the last great episode of the series uh, mm-hmm. in that just because it, 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 it gets to the heart of Tim's relationship with Wilson yeah. in a really sweet way. And you see Tim show some vulnerability in a way that he almost never does. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, I, I When you said, what are your runners up? Were you sort of thinking we'd alternate on them? Or are you just thinking I would just... Well, just... you gave me your runners. I mean, what's the matter now? I'll give you my... Uh, yeah, I, okay. And... Well, I just I just blew up your plans for the series <laughs> in person to your face. Uh, and then we'll go through our, our pick for their favorite episode. Yeah. Um, I, I know you mentioned you didn't quite like the episode, but as I... And I'm wondering if I rewatched it, if I'd feel the same way. Maybe it's just the some of its parts are greater than the whole. Mm-hmm. But I think about Karen Justin as uh, Thelma giving Tim shit on Tool Time. Mm-hmm. I think about the undercover uh, aspects of the, yeah. the the Chop Shop. So Chop Shop to you drop is is on my list with an asterisk next to it because mm. it, it might not hold up but there are enough pieces of it that work for me it might not hold up between like five months ago when you watched yeah. it and now like it's aged poorly in that span <laughs> of time yeah. yes um i i kind of like po- ploys for toss but i didn't choose it or put it on my list because i picked it for a moment yeah um i i didn't end up picking this as my favorite, but I think it's a, a hot contender for mm. best episode this season, which is Mr. Likeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- the acting in Morgan Fairchild part of it so overshadows the front part, which mm-hmm. is also very fun and funny yes. of him being at the hardware store signing bags of fertilizer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I really, I really like that. And there's a whole manic energy like Al, it wouldn't have been believable for Al to immediately get a big head and get manic. So mm-hmm. to bring in Bobby Slayton as his manager, yeah. as like a go-between between him and Tim. Yeah. And I seem to remember Tim being very supporting of Al going, yes. you know, like, let me give you some some suggestions or let me, yes. if you want me to be your manager or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it wasn't even like Al Al's success at the behest of Tim. Yeah. You know, um, so I think that's a very strong episode. Um. I've got. I, I'm trying to decide between between my favorites, and I think I'm going to hold them both back because I think one is my favorite, and I think one is your favorite. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna abstain from further comment, and oh. we can talk about both of them. Okay. All right. So 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 it's on me to say my favorite. What's your favorite? My favorite's Mister Likable. Oh, it is. It's yeah. It's Mister oh, Like. Yeah. Okay. That, like that's because look, you, you're right. The um, the Morgan Fairchild scenes definitely are like kind of the they overshadow the episode a lot uh-huh. of, like that's i think what you think about but looking back at the rest of the episode it's every moment in it is kind of surprising and okay. unexpected yeah. the fact that just at the very beginning of the episode they get their they get their numbers in and tim finds out that oh al people like al more than him and tim starts off being really mad about it but then like in the very next scene he's talking to jill and you know is clearly fuming about it and they have this conversation in which tim kind of just decides no you know what i'm gonna be happy for my friend i want to help him i want to give him some guidance what's good for al is good for tool time exactly and and you know that scene where you know jill is talking about how yeah al, well al is great he invented the tool man salute all these yeah. things so it's that that episode you know it's it's funny from top to bottom seeing tim and al working together seeing tim being invested in al's well-being and not just like put off by al wanting to spend time with him not like having some other motive that Al is getting in the way mm-hmm. of, but both of them being a unified front is really fun <clears> to watch. <throat> and 
it's it's just so funny throughout there's you know the running gag with morgan fairchild i love her there's there's the whole bit about like um you know uh who, who uh let's see how al is so important with uh or al is so uh popular with longshoremen <laughs> ages like you know yeah. fi- uh, 18 to 49 and jill goes who do they switch to after they turn 50 Mickey Rooney, and <laughs> and and then also that he he misses the he misses the appearance at the slag barge, and someone says to him like, oh well, it's uh, well of course he doesn't want to go out and uh, go out and appear at a, appear at a, a trash barge, and Tim goes, no, it's a slag barge, that's the Cadillac of trash. <laughs> like there, it's it's yeah, it's just a crisply written episode with a lot of surprises and things that you don't expect to come through. It's very heartwarming. And when Al ultimately fails at being an actor and is kind of has everything go away, Tim is just there to comfort him and pick him up and be there for him. And it kind of models a positive vision of masculinity and male friendships that I think this show often does not give us. And yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, 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 Mr. Likeable, I like it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Yeah. Um, okay, I, and you? I, I'm I'm choosing mine by default because you've mentioned mine already. And um, oh, you were you're also Mr. Likable. No, uh, I think I you're was, Mr. Likable. Uh, thank you. I think you're Doctor Likable. <laughs> I didn't go to Likable <laughs> Med School to be called Mister. Thank you. Uh, I was torn. I I think I like these equally and for different reasons, but you've mentioned Neighbors already. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a really deftly directed episode, and I'm not just saying that because it's Patricia Richardson, but I can feel like she's kind of been curious about how you can contribute to the narrative of something visually, Mm -hmm. and I like that she took the opportunity to direct her first and only thing uh, to explore those things um i think it has some of the best visual jokes uh contrasting to the tim allen directed episode where it's just like here's a joke yeah here's here's a here's a here's a kid sitting in a closet shot through the open closet door that was the one he directed too yeah yeah you're right yikes um so i think we've said a, a lot about neighbors already uh what we didn't talk about too much and I think I'm going to, by default, choose this as my favorite. As basic Becky as it sounds, I'm going with Adios. Yeah. No, that's fair. We haven't talked that much about Adios either, really. Yeah. I remember liking it so much, but I honestly, it was so long ago that we watched it, too. Yeah. A lot of it's left me. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I, I kind of reviewed a few details of it uh, before we recorded. And it's it has... it. It's one of those episodes that is what I would like them to have trusted us to go through more often, Mm -hmm. which is trust us with the emotions with it. Like to me, there are certain episodes like love labor loss part Mm -hmm. one where it's like, I need more buy-in for the emotional concept of this before you start entering the levity. in. sure. Of course. And I feel like adios is the good example of that Mm -hmm. where it's like, Oh, we know this is Randy's last episode. It's yeah. called Adios. Yeah. We are going in, promoting it on ABC yeah. throughout the week, saying we're saying goodbye to a loved character. Yeah, in Spanish. In Adios. Yeah. Uh, and so they're able to rest more heavily on it being a heartfelt episode, which makes the jokes land harder. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think they give everyone a good 
like Tim's Tim's whole issue with it is like not examining his own you know he's not processing his own experience he's sure he's speaking on behalf of Jill yeah he's you know like kind of deflecting and they give them the moment that I think is necessary as an audience to see Tim Allen and JTT the two rising stars you know the top stars Mm -hmm. of the show say goodbye Mm mm-hmm and uh, give us that last dynamic between them, the father-son thing of, like, you can always call home, here's your tape recorder, yeah, you know, like... Yeah, never look a monkey in the eye. Yeah, right, and it's that airport, that final airport scene is just, he hugs Brad, he hugs Mark, he makes appropriate jokes to both, and you watch the final moments of, or linger on Tim and Jill watching yeah. him walk down the the runway... And it's, you feel it. Mm-hmm. I, and I felt that more than anything else this season. Yeah. That, to me, was my emotional closer, closure for this show. Yeah, yeah, really really is. I mean, and I, the, the first thing that I think about is just like, yeah, that, that tape recorder never really came into play. Like, we nope. never got any audio messages from Not JTT. a single one. Yeah, I, I wish that, yeah, I wish that the, the same emotional weight had been applied to the end of the show yeah. as, as was applied to that because right up until he walks down the jetway there are still jokes happening too yeah. i mean that episode in a way that um uh the hysterectomy episode you just said the name of it love's labor lost. Love, love's labor lost in in the way that love's labor lost part one at least tried to deal with a heavy issue by interjecting dumb jokes every few seconds yeah. you know in in uh adios at the airport, as he's bidding them farewell, I mean, you've got you've got the joke with the tape recorder, don't look a monkey in the eye. You've got the jokes he's making with his brothers where it's funny, mm-hmm. but it's not like we have to get a joke in here just to get a joke. It's like this is something that comes out of the moment. It's about the nature of this family and how they interact with each other. Well, Randy is such a prankster, puckish character to yeah. begin with that it's almost the joke is sentimental. Yes, exactly. It's like yeah. these are the last goof-em-ups we're going to have with yeah. our, our buddy Randy. Yeah, until he unexpectedly comes back at Christmas. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, we haven't talked much about that outside of the, the main episode, but I, I, I've i almost erased Home for the Holidays from my memory because Adios was such a perfect send-off for him. I mean, Adios was a perfect send-off. Home for the Holidays was really good in a lot of ways. It yeah. did a lot of stuff right, and it was very—it's just—yeah, it— it it compromise. It's it's like Toy Story four. Toy Story four is a like it's not a bad movie by yeah, any it's means. Fun. It's, it's fun. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's got a lot of great, really hilarious moments in it. But it's like you had a perfect send off with Toy Story yeah, three. Right. I didn't need to know about like Woody and Bo Peep getting back together. Right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I guess. But like it's like that's not that's not a strong enough thing for you yeah. to reopen this wound that was so perfectly closed i guess i shouldn't refer to a beloved movie series as a wound i don't know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah it's just the same as that it's like this was well done but you didn't like the 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 trauma kind of of opening this this subject up again is is not worth what we get out of it yeah right um i guess that's kind of like real life i mean you you have your big goodbye with people in your life and then you see them once or twice and you're like oh yeah hi hi," and then you just kind of peters off and you never talk to them again a little too realistic here at Home Improvement. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, well, I don't know. I was just praising other episodes for being about real shit. This is real shit. <laughs> you you move away. You come back yeah. at the holidays. You realize your relationships with these people have changed. And then gradually you stop seeing them as much. Truman, <laughs> this brings us to the final segment of our favorites. Oh, yes. This is where things get heated. Yeah. And now 
we haven't had a face-to-face MVP debate in years. I know. And we're going to we're going to maintain eye contact the entire, <laughs> the entire time that entire we do time. it. Yeah, this will make it even better. Uh I I have brought out I I've custom made a actual slab. Oh my god. That we can uh Wow, it's such a heavy slab. Has, Listen to the loud noise that it made as it hit this piece of outdoor lawn furniture you dragged into your living room for us to podcast from. <laughs> Nothing but the best here at Crowdwork Studios no, no, East. Uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really it's really wonderful. This is all brought to you by Menards. <laughs> um, we are here to do the MVP debate. Yes, we are going to put an actor, uh, and these are the 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 main actors on the show, and I'll yes. list them as Debbie Dunning. Yep. Uh, T- Earl Hinman, Taryn Smith, not Noah. Yep, yep, we're being respectful of what Noah he wants to be has already been eliminated. Yeah. Uh, oh, Noah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, um, Zachary Ty Bryan, Richard Karn, Patricia Richardson, and Tim Taylor. Yes. Tim Taylor? Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Taylor as himself. <laughs> we are going to put someone on the slab uh, for consideration to be eliminated. We make our case as to whether or not we keep them or we cut them. And we move on. There's something very culty about this whole thing of like putting a person on the slab and deciding whether we cut them or not. We, like, we hold the ritual dagger over their chest. Uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> while they are strapped down to this, we, we, we crack open our copy of the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. <laughs> if I could do the uh, the chant of Riley for uh, the cult of Cthulhu, I would do that now. I told you there'd be an IKEA joke coming back in this episode. There you go. That that's great. I I enjoy that. But you know, then also we would be just putting a recording from the Necronomicon out into the world, and we've both seen Evil Dead. We uh, know yes. how that turns right, right, out. Right. It, it's fine until someone finds it in a basement and then plays it. Mm, that's true. So it's it's in the future. Like I think that professor had died before the events of Evil Dead unfolded. So we'll be long gone by the time the cult of Cthulhu uh, rises from the 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 deeps. We we just get we just get brigaded by one star reviews on Apple Podcasts like you know made made demons come out and and murder all of my friends one star had terrible experience in woods one star it's like the end of Little Nicky yeah uh, where uh, in a a, a bit uh, I I need this as a gift a gift for just cathartic reasons where Quentin Tarantino uh, plays the blind preacher and runs into a street lamp yeah okay okay I mean look. <laughs> every time, yeah, every time you hear somebody uh, talking about how how great Pulp Fiction is or something like that, you can just pull that up and like yes. that's your personal like support animal. Yeah. that gif of him getting <laughs> clocked in the face. Okay, the slab is before us. Yes, you are a guest in my home. Oh my! I am going to give you first dibs. You you get to shoot first blood. Oh God! Who who are you putting down on the slab? <sighs> I'm putting. Uh... I'm going to put Tim Allen on the slab first. It's an easy one to put on a slab. It is. He is. Um, what's your what's your argument for putting him on the slab? I know that he's never been our MVP no. on this show. He's never even been considered for it, really. He's, yeah, we, he's always the first one we put up on yeah. the slab. And I, I thought really hard about, this is the last season. Do we want to put him up there as the MVP just, just for yeah. funzos? <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why that would be fun. I but you know it just this season I don't I think I don't think his best work is in this season. I I agree with that. I don't know that he would agree with that. Uh, look, there are But I don't want to speak for him. Look, Tim looking out the window and saying I like to go out to the fence and talk to my friend Wilson and yeah. and being very haunted by that. That's beautiful. Tim waking up and wiping drool from his face from a school desk. 
Uh, yeah, I mean that's that put that put that in his Emmy reel. I mean, <laughs> you know, or or Tim going out to the fence and trying to explain to Wilson why he does. I'm basically this is basically all coming down to neighbors, which is where I think some of the best stuff is. I I just I, and you know what maybe the maybe the fact is that that they gave him an entire episode where he was the only. P and he was still not the MV in it. Like they, that, 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 that in an episode where there is only Tim, he is just off putting the entire time. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to discount the good work that he's done on this show because he does do good work in this season yeah. and in every season he does, but just more often than not, the impediment to, uh, an episode being great is that it is too focused on Tim. It is too focused on Tim's experiences. Too much room mm. is made for Tim's clowning and uh, that just i think it just comes at the detriment of other things that work well on the show i mean you're you're speaking to my ultimate argument against tim for every thing that we ever argue about yeah uh and they're not really arguments because i agree with them yeah right we're in agreement (laughs) uh so i i can't discredit you there um yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I'm trying to just for the sake of of argument, try to pull out some things. But I think you summed it up really nicely. It, the season doesn't have his best work, and it, personally, I think it has some of his worst work. Um, I will say, in addition to, and I won't go too deep on this because we've talked about it at length already. But in addition to Wilson, yeah, the stuff. I mean, he has a lot of additional stuff with Marty mm-hmm. this season. Yeah, and that's all fun and i think stuff that we haven't seen before and it's been some of the best stuff that he's done in the past so um for that i I just want to highlight it but i think i agree with you we'll let's eliminate tim allen yeah yeah sorry yeah sorry to me sorry to tim allen i'm just generally sorry yeah well that's that's good that's midwest politeness right there oh god no i'm not i refuse to appropriate that. you you refuse to be polite ever yes fuck everyone okay and 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 you who we've, who've just uh, knocked off the slab okay who's next up now that, that uh, unpleasantness is out of the way all right now that he's gone um i i'm gonna put another easy one and i feel like we do this every year by no fault of hers there's just never enough given to her even the one episode that should be about her and that isn't even about Tim is about a character we've never seen before or since. I'm going to put Debbie Dunning down. Sure. Uh, when Scott is cheating on her, why do we not get her side of things? Yeah. So yeah. It, it is a hundred percent not Debbie Dunning's fault. No, I think she's a fantastic performer. I yeah. would love to see more. I hate the way that her character is wrapped up. Um, and uh, but to her credit, this season they did allow her more. Like you could be more colorful with your intro. Like she's wearing the poodle skirt. You know she's uh, was she that was that was a while ago the, that she's dancing in the poodle skirt. Well, what was the showgirl one with the wand? Oh, with the she's wand? introducing Penn and Teller. Oh, that was yeah, yeah, okay, that that one, yeah, Sh- showgirl. I mean, like they allow her to get a little carried away. Sure. Uh, they give her a fart joke. Yeah, they give her a fart joke. True. Well, they give Tim a fart joke about, about her. her. Yes. Yeah. They give her an umbrella and tell her, hey, dance with this. And she has two moves she can do. Now, does she dance any different than Pamela Anderson did at the in Stereotypical? You know, I feel like Pamela Anderson had something different. She had like a triangle to play or something. No, that was Al. Al had the triangle. Al had the triangle? What was Pamela Anderson playing? The umbrella. Uh, she was also playing an No, umbrella? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, I know. I look, I can't remember. We'd have to go back to that episode from season one and see what we're saying about what Pamela Anderson is doing. Well, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to pull that out. So there's my sacrifice, Debbie Dunning on the slab. 
Um, yeah, I mean, look, I can't argue. I can't argue with that. I, I, I really can't. Like, I, I didn't want to put her up there first because that would have seemed disrespectful to her. But we could disrespect him all day long. Oh, well, yeah, because he he gets bigger residual checks for this show than Debbie Dunning does. <laughs> uh, his career went better places than. Well, I mean, I don't know. She did do Leprechaun Four after this. Uh, she did it in the middle of this. Oh, in the middle of this. God, I keep forgetting that was that was during. Um, no, I. I, I, yeah, I, I I agree with everything that you say. We are in agreement on all of this. I think that, you know, as, as much as I hate it, we got to sacrifice her because there's just, she's not the, she's not the most valuable player as much as we yeah. wish she'd had the opportunity to be. Yeah. So, oh, well, you know, I, I almost, now that it's over, wish I would have re- put her in recurring, even though, I mean, she's credited in the credits, so she has to be under main sure. actor, but. As recurring actor, I almost feel like I would have picked her a million times. Yeah, yeah. She gets, like, a lot of good bits in the kind of one-off yeah. lines that she has backstage at Tool Time. Who we got next? So, next up, uh, I'm going to put uh, I'm gonna put Taryn Smith on the slab, which I know is going to hurt you even more than it hurts me. It hurts so bad. There are so many opportunities here for yes. him. Would have been great to see what his internship at Tool Time was like. Yes. Would have been great to see what him directing a, a Grease-themed music video is like. You know it. Would have been great to just see more of his version of the of the Hot Rod uh, debut video. Uh-huh. Uh, all kinds of... I, I don't know. Just he's He's been poorly served by this season he and has. by this show in general. There's... Yes, in general, for sure. Uh there's no growth from last season. Like no. he peaked with Night to Dismember, yeah, as a filmmaker that's kind of dark. <laughs> yes, and has not really changed since then. I mean, the biggest change is that he's not doing goth stuff anymore. Now he's right. just kind of a just now he's just sort of a an eccentric kid who yeah. dresses normally. <laughs> uh, I I hate to agree that he is, but I will just point out that he continues to the very end to be the joke assassin mm-hmm. comes in. He has maybe one line in the episode and it's a joke at Tim's expense or someone's expense and just walks in, delivers it. And, and, and he's out. He, he Costanza's. Yeah. He, he always comes in and leaves on a high note. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, with the possible exception of the last episode where he and yeah. he and Brad get really nothing aside from just uh, sitting in the back of the car and nodding while, while Tim and Jill argue about whether they're going to move. But yeah, uh, no, it's just again, this is this is nothing about him. It's just who had the opportunity to be an MVP and he did not. He did not. That's yeah. true. It's sad but true. Yeah. Just like Metallica once said. Yes. It's sad but true, much like uh cutting your parents' heads off. What? Well, I mean, that's that movie that he made. Oh yeah, just Dis- Nights of Dismember. It it it's sad like watching Tim Allen try to look enthusiastic about singing in the Grease Lightning <laughs> video or burning down the house. Yes. Oh fuck! Maybe that should have been my favorite moment. Well, burning down the house. Maybe. I don't think that was your favorite moment. Though. It wasn't. It wasn't. Like, I was just excited about Talking Heads. Yeah, well, I I was yeah like we were both excited about Talking Heads, but it's like seeing them in under those circumstances. Yeah. It would have been better if it's like our guests today are David Byrne and Tina Tina Weymouth <laughs> and Chris Friend. Thank you. I'd like to introduce the Tool Time crew. <laughs> just want to give that some space for our listeners to evaluate your impression. Oh, oh yeah. This is this is when they're going to get really hard on my impressions. My David Byrne impression is arguably one of my best impressions, sim- simply by virtue of of them all being really bad. <laughs> Can't wait for the Discord. Yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> all right, I agree, Taryn Smith. Unfortunately, you know I've been a Mark boy from episode one. You've been a Mark man. 
Uh, but I agree, he's gone. And I, who, we're getting difficult here. Yeah, I know we're really in the soup. Now. I, I'm. I think the rest of them are going to be controversial. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I'm going to throw. I'm just going to lean into it. Here's some scandal for you, Earl Hinman. I'm going to fight you, man. Okay. I'm going to fight you. Well, let's let's fight. I think that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of episodes. Period. That's it. That's all. There, there are there, more there are episodes of, in this season than there are in any other season. There, there's a lot of episodes. Just period. As, as people who have talked about all of them, yeah. uh, there's a lot. Earl Hindman brings a lot to some some late season episodes. He adds a lot of emotional weight and heft to episodes that don't have okay. it elsewhere. I'm thinking specifically of Long and Winding Road. I'm guessing part three. Yeah. Okay. So final episode. Where he's got this whole conversation with Jill about how I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. you know, don't make me make this decision. I'm not Can't going to tell my best friends to to move away from me. Yep. Uh, you know, neighbors when he's out back with Tim, talking about how you know, well, first first seeing him just be mad at Tim and them fighting is just yeah, that's funny. He can go yep. to that level. That's a side of him we don't often see. But then also talking about how. He and his wife would, you know, they always dreamed of building a, dream, a greenhouse together and, and putting uh, all of these plants in it from around the world that they've seen. Uh, there's there's a lot of, the show has a lot of, why why, why are you laughing at me? I keep, I, the entire time while you're talking, I just keep, the line keeps going through my head. Uh <laughs> We revealed so much of ourselves in this, and everything you thought it would be. <laughs> oh, it's even better than I imagined. <laughs> yeah, that's not an MVP moment. That's that, that's an MVP penis moment, maybe. But. but also, kind of, we've removed the fence ourselves for this episode. Yeah, by being doing. yeah, this is everything I thought it would be because we did this for several years before. Um, but he just there's a lot of like it, the the show kind of suffers for lack of emotional heft towards the end. And I Absolutely. think that uh, Earl Hindman provides a lot of that in these later episodes. And he does it with only the top of his face to work with. Yeah, and we use that as an argument in the past as well yeah. uh, for, for choosing him. And I, I can't refute that, and I, I won't refute it, and it is not refuted. Oh, so he's off the slab? <laughs> I, we'll, we'll, we'll keep him safe for now. Okay, safe for now. All right. Safe for now. Uh, we got to hear the arguments of the rest of the people. So yeah, that's going to be tough. Throw someone else down. I'm going to throw Zachary Ty Bryan down. That shocks me. That's tough because I've been very up on Zachary Ty Bryan, and for like the last three seasons, you he's have. been really good. And we gave him MVP last season, I think. One of them, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, or MVP two, maybe. <laughs> uh, like, uh, look, he's really good. He's he's really funny, and he has taken on. He's shouldered the burden of being the kind of glib and funny kid uh now mm-hmm. like mark is the joke assassin to be sure but he is he he's the quippy one he's doing lots of lines he's he, uh, he's great he's he's really really good I, I think the the biggest argument that i would have just in terms of of him not being an mvp contender is that he is doing a lot of the same work that he has done yeah in the previous seasons that i've liked so much but let me throw this at you yeah he i think is given the most to do in terms of a, a overarching arc of the season. He's got the, I broke my knee mm-hmm. or he's got the, I got an opportunity for, for soccer yeah. in Britain. Yeah. I broke my knee. My knee's better. I'm going to UCLA. Like there's four episodes in which he plays that. Now we did talk a little bit about the two episodes 
having kind of the same conflict mm-hmm. where he hurts his knee, he goes to the doctor, and then his knee's not yeah. 100% and he goes yeah. to the doctor. Yeah. There's a lot of overlap there. But, like, more than anyone else, except for maybe Jill, he's got something to play this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soccer. <laughs> and recovery. Yeah. Uh, that said... My argument for eliminating him and agreeing that put him on the slab is um, I don't feel like the character that he clicked into last season that we loved so much, the the growing dum-dum mm-hmm. really is consistent here. He kind of sheds the dumbness for like being a mini masculine Tim yeah. to a degree. Yeah. And I... I mean, it wasn't egregious at any point, but it was enough for me to go, oh, I kind of like the dumb Brad a little better. Yeah, he's still he's still dumb, but just not in quite the same way yeah. as before. And it's not, and also now he's hornier, which makes it a little harder to like the horniness was weird. Like a lot of his jokes are him doing stuff about no tops in the swimming pool. And it's like, listen, I I happen to know 17, 18 year old boys, they can be pretty horny. Not, not. I mean, like, just from my own. Not personal from personal experience. experience. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. I mean, just. I've my, never been horny once. My my friends would my friends would tell me about it. I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I must try this this sometime. <laughs> Quite a concept. Yeah, you've wow, got there. fascinating. Uh, but it just comes on in the middle of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, busting makes them feel good. Oh, interesting. Boy. I should try sometime. Oh, oh no, I've gone too far. <laughs> too far. Uh, I'm complaining about horny jokes, and then here I go with that. I don't know. And maybe to some degree, it's also just I've been banging the drum for him to be MVP for a couple seasons. We've awarded it to him before, and I want him with this last up. And there's also just other people who did more valuable playing in this season than him, I think. And that's, I think, the biggest thing. So there's all these other kind of intangibles, but then the biggest one is just I think other people did heavier lifts this season. Yeah, I I think I agree with you. Um, Okay, he's eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean... Now that we're talking about it, I mean, if there's just in terms of people from the show and what they're up to nowadays, I also well. just kind of feel better not calling him MVP at this point. Again, <laughs> separate the artist from the art, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's just now that we've already pushed him off the slab. Yeah, I'm just gonna say <laughs> let's push the slab onto him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The, and or at least at least stop getting arrested in Eugene, Oregon. Why do you have to keep getting busted for the same awful crime in Eugene, Oregon? Get, do it down their state. Damn it. Don't do it at all. Well, yeah, you know what? You're right. Okay, that's the best thing. Don't choke women anywhere, especially not Oregon, but just don't do it at all. <laughs> and going to call that that riff there. No, you think <laughs> no, well, let's be more glib about this awful subject. I, we're not being glib at all. I'm I'm, I'm not it. being, I you know, certainly. Um okay, he's gone uh before we bring Earl Hinman back unless you want to you want to talk about him right now. Uh, you ready to eliminate him? I'm not I don't think I'm, nothing about what we just did made me ready. Okay, to all right. Yeah. Well, then uh, I guess I got to throw someone down. I'm gonna th- shit. Internal rebooting. I I couldn't even get the words out. I couldn't say it. Yeah. I was gonna try to throw it down fast and pull it off like a band aid. Yeah. Richard Karn. Honestly, though, you know, as much as I love him, I don't. Th- think he's the most valuable player for this season i'm sorry i know we should be fighting no i think no we're not fighting we're debating okay oh right i'm sorry then why did i join fight club i should have been on debate team (laughs) don't talk about it ah damn it (laughs) 
this is this is why I had to join the debate team. I got kicked out of Fight Club. <laughs> I don't know enough about debate to make a joke there. Uh, here's my 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 reasoning for why he should be eliminated, mm-hmm. which sucks. Is he should be MVP contender this season mm. without question. Like it shouldn't even be an argument because he's the one that goes. He gets married at the end. He becomes he, a star. He so many things happen to him. Yeah, yeah. that w- we should be basking in the happiness and and everything of that character, but it's got so little emotional heft to it that it doesn't it doesn't play the way it should. I feel like. Yeah, he, I mean, he he loses his mother in this. God season. damn! Yeah, yeah you're the right. Biggest like the biggest. Fa- so much change. He changes more than any other character on the show in this season. He undergoes more life change. He goes from he, he be- yeah. gets engaged. He gets married. He loses his mom. He has a, he explores an entirely new direction in his career. Uh, he um is gets very close to immense wealth and has to make determinations about that. Yeah. While still owning a hardware store. And yeah, he still owns the hardware store. Why is Al not the main character on the show? It's <laughs> no, I, I, but somehow it's, it's like so much of the stuff that's happening with him is just fodder for another person's development or another character, you know, what's going on with them. And, and also, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just he does. There, Early in earlier seasons, Al was so important because he provided just a foil to Tim and yeah. and a a a man on the show you could look at and be like, oh, I don't hate him. Okay, good. <laughs> now I think other people have kind of like there's Marty is in the mix. Yeah, and there's other people in the mix and around who you can kind of latch onto, and also Tim's worst antics have been dialed down some from season three. Yeah, um, and and some things about Al have been played. That that used to be like things that we could explore and and laud have become kind of one dimensional and jokey. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, I'm trying to think of a specific example of that, but just like we're no longer rooting for Al to get one back over on Tim for Tim's sure shitty jokes. It's just kind of sure. taken for granted that. Uh, Al is going to be made fun of, yeah, and his mom is going to be made fun of, and yeah. it's just like. Al, Al doesn't even say, I don't think so, Tim, anymore. Like, yeah. that's out the window. And I almost feel like in um, the early scenes of Dead Weight, Al just kind of rolled his eyes whenever Tim made a Al's mom joke. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there's something that's just been kind of a bite that's been taking away from him. Yeah. I, I, th- I, I think there's just... You know, short of, short of episodes like um, Mr. Likeable, where it is yeah. really about Al... And I mean, it's you know the the episode still focuses on Tim managing Al's success, but like a lot of you know Al getting married, that's really just to give the Taylors a thing to do in their backyard. Yeah, in, la- in the last in the last episode again, there's something nothing... sentimental and big to go out on. A yeah. reason to bring a bunch of characters together. Because again, much in the same way that we don't get much of what Trudy's whole deal is, we don't you know, like I said, we don't really learn what Al yeah. loves about Trudy, or and therefore their we don't know much about the relationship. So anything that has to do with it doesn't really hold water. Yeah. So I think we're coming around to the same thing, which is that as much as it kills us, I think Richard Karn is off the table. It is, and that leaves two. We're down to two. Let's talk about Earl Hinman again. Earl Hinman and Patricia Richardson. 
Okay. We're talking about Earl Hinman again, okay? I, I put Richard Karn down. You're putting Earl Hinman back on the slab. I'm putting him back on the slab. I look. Oh, I'm looking. I, I could look right at you now. I know, and it, and it sucks. The, the, the fence has come down, <laughs> and as has my fly. No, that sounds bad. I could uh, bury that head again. Uh, <laughs> um, I when I oh, look, I, my initial pick going into this was Earl Hindman. I was going to say he was the MVP, and I think part of it was that I sort of forgot in all the hub, hubbub of the last few episodes that Jill had a hysterectomy and mm-hmm. had to come to terms with uh, the you know loss of her perception of her femininity. Yeah, and, and a child, and a, Randy going away. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, that also happened. There was a third boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and getting her thesis done. And getting her thesis done. With that story coming to a conclusion. Granted, yeah. we don't really feel that, I don't think, but... Well, and also her then having this career opportunity and taking it to Tim and saying... And, you know, advocating for herself and talking about moving and things like that. The, those... Yeah, you know, so... The fact is, I, I guess that I would make the argument for her over Earl Hinman as much as I hate to now. <laughs> thinking about it, it's just like... Earl Hinman did a lot of heavy lifting and did a, and added a lot of emotional heft to a lot of episodes. An episode that you've admittedly forgotten. Yeah. There's the whole sweet thing that she does for their anniversary of getting of buying Tim's first car back for her. Right. Yes. She sold her Healy to buy Tim's car. Right. Yeah. She but then but then at the end of the episode another inconclusive thing. Tim tells her at the end of the episode, you have to return my car and get the Healy you back. Got, you and, got ripped off. Yeah. But I we don't know if she ever does it or not. Right. So yeah. Yeah. No, she she does that for Yeah, I don't know. Now I'm now I'm just suddenly like, I don't know that I can make a good faith argument that that, that Patricia Richardson doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Based on the HBO drama quality acting she did in the middle of a home improvement episode to convey a couple her sense times of loss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, uh, there's a, a wide range, I think, of of pathos. It's not just like this is my sentimental performance. You know, yeah. I could turn that on or off. Yeah, I, I already went through. You know, the the realization she has with her mom in the hysterectomy mm. episode, but like the subtleness and adios of just the forlorn but happiness in her, like. The look only a parent can get when they know that they've said goodbye to a child mm-hmm. she has in that final moment of adios. Mm-hmm. Uh, a moment I wish we had more of when she tells Wilson in The Long and Winding Road Part 3, this is the first place I've set roots down. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, There's just something there. She's just consistently an actor who has something going on under the surface. Uh but that doesn't get in the way of her delivering hilarious and broad jokes as well. Yeah. I yeah. think she's just such a dynamic performer. Yeah. That's my case for her. And also it would just be it wouldn't be true to us and the whole thing <laughs> we've been doing this whole podcast, which is just a Patricia Richardson fan podcast. Pretty at this much, point. yeah. Uh yeah, I, I I look I hate to say this about Earl Hinman, who I feel so strongly for, and who I have so many sentimental thoughts about in this in this last uh, this last season, which happened so soon before he died. But uh, I don't know. But also, we we decided that he has a huge dick, so I guess it's okay. Wilson has a huge dick. I'm not trying to make comments about Earl Hinman. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> we learned in the last episode, and we talked at length about. Yeah, at length. We talked at length about length. 
Um, okay, well, I hope this and, isn't bespoiling her. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not a performance thing, but he also has a massive cave under his house. He does have a huge cave. Yeah, that is. Yeah, we can't forget that. That probably could have been a favorite moment too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. All so, right. are we agreed and in agreement? We're agreed and in agreement. Season eight MVP. Patricia Richardson. Holy cow. How many times have we given her MVP now? Eight times? Eight. <laughs> Pretty close, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but any, a lot. any number is close to I'd eight, I guess. I'd say at least three, if yeah. not two. Yeah. Okay. Well, two then, or three times. Yeah, this is, that's okay. That's pretty good. That's a reasonable amount. We don't seem like we're JTT won a few times. Yeah. ZTB at least once. Richard Karn won. Yeah, a couple times. I think Earl Hinman won once. Oh, okay. That's lucky. That's nine seasons. Oh, well then, yeah, the, yeah, because the, there was that season where, where Marty and, and Tim are running a harbor. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we've taken the backdoor pilot in our minds. Indeed. Wow. Truman, we did it. We're here. MVP debate. We only have one more thing left to do. It's, not, it's never really a debate with us, let's be honest. It's like, it's, kind it's, of, it, it, it has been. It's a conference. It, it, like, it's a, it, sometimes it's a slightly adversarial discussion, <laughs> but we never really fight that hard. <laughs> we've come around to our season eight grunt count yes. statistics yes we have truman as we all know in every episode takes copious amounts of notes that, and that's very true he is very diligent about counting not counting he has his parameters for we, what he constitutes as a grunt we all have our parameters we i should never have made fun of landon for his love of parameters <laughs> a man must have a parameter we need some updates, and I'm going to do some guessing as well. Sure. But uh, before I get to my guesses, let me ask you a few questions. Uh, yeah, ask away, bro. In season eight, what episode has the most amount of grunts in it? Or how many grunts are there, and what is the episode? Okay. Uh, the, the, the most grunts in any episode of this season of Home Improvement is 12. Which, okay. and again, think about that when there's previous seasons, there's been like 70 grunts in an yes. episode back in season one. That is the most outlier of the series, though, that episode. Th that, that is, that, that's a special case. Yes. That's a special case. But So it's 12 is one of the most grunts. Wow. That even to me seems like a lot. It is. For, for, for where we're at for the past few seasons of this show, 12 yeah. grunts is quite a lot. And which episode was that? Why don't you guess which episode it was? Home for the Holidays. Wrong. Uh, toys for tots. Wrong. Uh, Mr. Likeable. Wrong. I, we don't have to keep doing. We don't have to keep doing this. <laughs> Neighbors. It's Home Alone. Oh fuck! Because me. he's sitting at the computer typing grunt sounds into it. Oh, you're man, right. I was so excited. As you, I even fuck that. If you even look at my notes on the computer, <laughs> I, 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 I Lamo and Landon is going to hate this. Yes, I wrote it in there when I calculated it and figured it out. <laughs> fucking hate you're right i do hate it you, you do hate it you're you're yeah i i know you pretty well at this point um yeah it, it's it's just it's all yeah it, it's it's the only way that you can get to a grunt count this high now is for it to be kind of a special case either mm -hmm. it's oh it's the comedy of him trying to type out a grunt and what does it look like spelled right. phonetically last season it was the annie hall gag where it's him and uh tom wopat grunting at each other and it's right. subtitled yep, about yep, like yep. hey sorry i tried to kiss your wife etc yeah hmm. Hmm. 12 okay well then what are i mean this is uh, i don't even know how you answer this question yeah 
what are the, what's the least amount of grunts in one episode and what episode is it? Okay, well so last season <laughs> that this, this is this is a, such a thing that we set out in season 1. It's like, "Oh, well we can measure that." And and quickly realized that the grunt count was going to decrease instead yeah. of increasing. So it's a 14-way tie between the 14 episodes with zero grunts. 14 episodes with zero grunts. Wow. Last season, there were 16 episodes with zero grunts. So oh. in this season, there are, well, okay, actually, I can't. I, I will be giving away more grunt stats if I tell you some of the okay. other interesting right. things about it. But yeah, so there are fewer episodes with no grunts this time around. So then what is the average... GPE grunts per episode. Uh, so for this season, the average GPE is one point seven grunts per episode. Not many. Okay. Now last season it was one point eight eight. Season six it was one point five two. So it was actually kind of the lowest we've had of the entire uh-huh. series. And you take outliers out of it. Yeah. This is uh, well, actually no. Well, this one. Okay. These these numbers are with outliers. Okay. So the you know because without outliers, I mean I can pull up my notes from from before, like. Okay, so season season six with outliers, it's oh, hang on. Wouldn't the outliers in the season be everything? Because fourteen episodes is more than half of the show. So anything, anything with a grunt is essentially an outlier. Yeah, that's kind of why I quit trying to calculate it that way. It's okay, too much okay. my brain. Also, yeah, I guess I, that makes sense. I had I had my numbers fucked up there. I was I was pulling one with that. So okay, okay. Season six. Our average grunts per episode was 2.36. So basically, okay. going from season four, going in the latter half of the series, yeah. season four, grunts per episode, 3.46. Season five, 2.61. Season six, 2.36. Season seven, 1.88. And then average GP for this season, 1.70. 1.70. So it's just been stepping its way downward bit by bit. I was, okay. looking, I was looking at that for season six, and it was so much lower because I'd done the one with back when I was removing outliers. But mm-hmm. yeah. That's, uh, I mean, hmm, are we, so we're maybe seeing a little uptick in this last season. Oh, well, no, I mean, no, we're not. Like, we're seeing less, like, the the GPE is, oh, you're saying that the GPE is reduced by less here than it has before? Yeah, I think so. I mean, y- yes, it's, it's on the down, like, overarching, it's lower than season one, two, three, yeah, four. But it seems like, compared to season seven, there's just like a little... Well, it, yeah, it's like it's just it's leveling off rather than continuing a plunge. Okay, like, yeah, just yeah. Because going from you know six where we had two point three six grunts per episode all the way down to one point eight eight in seven, and now it's just like we've oh one point seven. Okay, yeah. yeah I so see what n- you're and now and now we've decreased. Yeah, numbers exactly. Uh, they, they're How, white noise. Everything you've been saying for the last five minutes has not entered my head at all. And everything for the past seven and a half years before that also. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, how long can you listen to two not mathy people talk about math that they've done on really rickety pretenses? Now, if you were going to graph this, what would it look like? What what animal would it look like? Uh, man, it would it would look like uh, it would look like me putting my fist through the paper and uh and and going outside um okay so that brings us to to well usually we would do the end of the season count and Mm -hmm. the series up to now count sure but we're not going to do the series count until we do the series finale yeah end of the season count just for season eight yeah just for season eight and i'm gonna guess this yeah hmm with 12 being the most and most of them being zero. Mm-hmm. Basically more than half of them being zero. <sighs> this feels deceptive. I, I feel like I'm doing mental calculation. 
on the average and the average is going to throw me off because there's outliers Mm -hmm. but what do you constitute as an outlier i'm still gonna say 43 grunts what what and what what do i get what uh what error margin of error do i get here what do you mean what like uh within how many within how many are you asking within how many are you no, within how what do it, to constitute winning this? Yeah, within how many do I have to be to get it right? Well, you, you should have asked about that before you guessed. But I'm gonna say uh, if you're if you're within if you're within five grunts, okay, I'd say that that you're right. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick by forty three. Landon, you're right. The number of grunts forty six. You Damn were, it. and I. I calculated in my head as like 45 point something and I'm like I could round up or I can just acknowledge those outliers and and round it down a few digits. Mm-hmm. So I was going to go 45, maybe 46 and I'm like no nope, no nope, no nope, I'm going to bring it back to 43. I mean Look, you, you, so you, there was actual path or like there was actual like a plan to, to that yeah. number. Like you actually did math on that. And so I just was mentally trying to do 1.7 times 27. Because you said the average, yeah, and I multiplied that by the amount of episodes there were, and it's like forty nine point or forty five point six or something like that. Landon just over here flexing that he can do math in his head. Uh, yeah, no, that that's that's incredible. Like you, you, th- this is the real victory of the show is that you've gotten this good and you can get this close <laughs> with it. Uh, yeah, no, it's forty six. Last season's grunt count forty seven. Whoa! So, so you're right. That is, it is just flatline now. And last season was the first year-over-year increase in grunts since season two, because season six right. we had 38 grunts. Oh, season yeah. seven was up to 47, and now almost matched it, but one less. If Tim had grunted mm. one more time when that barge was going down the river at the end of the show, oh, well, then there would be <laughs> then there would be one more grunt, and he would have tied with the previous season, and that would have mattered to no one except us. But and even then, it would have mattered somewhat to us, <laughs> and they would have touched one heart a little bit harder. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, we've got one more thing to do with the grunt count. Yes. Which is my grunt impression. Yes, of course. And you've been you've been you know debuting some new uh, some new methods. <laughs> I, and now I get to I watch them in person. Now I'm, I've got a little performance anxiety. I'm yeah, not gonna lie. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but you you we can do this together now. Oh yeah, I can coach us through it. Yeah, and you or you could coach me. Yeah, and maybe this maybe the face to face will actually get us there faster. Sure, so, of course. Last. Bustin makes me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Season, the last episode, (laughs) I feel like I really hit on, I I might not have stuck the landing, but I feel like I mentally understood the approach to it, the method that needs to be applied. Yes. Which is, don't linger low for long. Yeah. Just open your mouth and let it come out and go high. Yes. As if the grunt is soaring from your throat into the sky. Yeah. Careful with the hand motion that you're making, uh, putting your hand (laughs) up with the palm extended. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Don't do the mustache. Yeah, don't do the mustache. (laughs) Um, So the grunt has to essentially be the the barbecue that they send flying into low orbit. (laughs) Yes, in season seven. Yes. Episode one. Yes. So... I'm only giving myself one shot at this. Yeah. And then you can coach me and we'll dun, see what we get. Dun, 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 and then I'll, dun, dun, I'll do dun, dun. one last at the series finale. Yeah, yeah. 
He's, he's drinking water, folks. He's got to hydrate. Uh, oh, yeah, it's going to sound great. This is going to love that. Hey, Kirsty, hope you're enjoying it. Uh? Well, you tell me. I, it's pretty good. I didn't feel it as well in my throat as I wanted to. It, it's it like that one sounded close. That one sounded real close. Okay, hold on. Let me let me play the theme song in my head a little yeah. bit. Unless you have a tip, do you have a tip from I, what I, you just heard? No, I don't. Now that was something. That might be it. That might that that might be the one. Like you you you've got it's it's gravelly enough. It starts slow enough, and it end it ended at the right pitch. Mm. Like uh, now. You have between now and we do the series finale to pull the waveform from when I'm grunting and compare it to the waveform when Tim grunts. Oh, I'm doing that. You know, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go really deep. I'm, I'm not famous for saying this is good enough. I'm, I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna go and like pull the whole theme song into Audacity. We actually already have it. We get real scientific with this at the last second. I mean, look, we, we do, we have time. We'll be doing all these movies. Maybe we can talk to, a, you know, talk to some kind of audio engineer or something. Get somebody from. Uh, some recording studio to look at this. Um, okay, one last one. Okay. Give me some notes. I think the music cue helped. Okay, all right. Do you want to do it again? Yeah, but but do I need to do anything different? I mean... Do I need to get more... Here, here's what I'm feeling. I feel like I need more... Yeah, yeah, I think you got... Yeah, like, get a little more of the A little more death metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death metal. Yeah, yeah, death metal. And to just, like... Slingshot yourself down low, and then oh, and then, okay, and then, like in Apollo thirteen, they're using the moon's gravity it's exactly to slingshot like us in back on Apollo thirteen. This okay. dude watched Apollo thirteen recently. <laughs> I saw the the Blu Ray sitting out. Four K. <laughs> Give me the music cue. Dun 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 dun. That was good. His his jaw. He kind of waggled his jaw back and forth as he as he went up. Me? Are you commenting you, on you, me? Yeah, as I'm, I'm commenting on you. I'm telling. I, I'm okay. telling them about okay. you. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No. I. I. Yeah. Because. Uh, yeah, like you. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. G- doing that almost allows you to get more out of the run up to the the higher pitch. You're feeling the notes of the grunt in your mouth before it escapes. It's like a fine wine. <laughs> you're you're sensing all of the flavors. You're swishing and swirling that grunt around. It's, you know, it's got it's got uh, kind of an, an oh. oaky aftertaste. You've got your grunt work. I've got my grunt work. And yeah, you know what? And listen, I and and all of this, we just got to organize our labor, basically, <laughs> our grunt labor. Oh my God, Truman! That is the season eight super spectacular. We've done it. We've done it. No more super spectaculars for seasons. Um, <laughs> we keep trying to be definitive about like this is the last one, and then it's like, well, no, actually, there is there is more. There's there's one more, folks. I was saying when we were discussing this a while ago, I was like, well, you know, I'm doing a season eight spectacular and a whole series spectacular. Why not just do them in one? And then we talked about it for like one second, and it's like, oh yeah, you're right. We kind of need to do two separate things. So. Just know that it's very necessary. <laughs> it's so so necessary. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll go into kind of what the next steps are. Yeah. We're hoping, dear listeners and Patreon subscribers, official Grunthead sponsors, yes, uh, that you will stick with us Please for do. a little while here. Yeah. We're going to go into some movies. Hell yeah. Some very exciting movies. Oh, one of which we've already <laughs> watched and loved. <laughs> Uh, between now and the series spectacular while we just get a few things in order for the next show and mm-hmm. we will be making an announcement I don't mean to be dangling this like a carrot on a stick in uh, front of you all like 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 Wilson's unzipped pants <laughs> God. it's like it's a carrot on a stick I mean it seems like you're putting 
I don't know. Uh, well, well, it's like, yeah. You it's a carrot hold, or a stick. Just hold it. Yeah, well, the, this is the thing. The stick, I, I was mistaken about this too for a long time. The stick is what you hit the person with. The carrot is what you tempt them with. So it's like you're using the carrot and the stick. The carrot is like, oh, be, <laughs> do what I want, and you'll eat this carrot. And the stick is like, I, I'll hit no, you. No, 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 no. I think that's the metaphor of that's way off. It's The stick is the thing you put on their back with a string that's holding a carrot in front of them so they keep moving, but they never get the carrot. That's what I thought. But I really think it's like, because I've heard people say, oh, well, the carrot didn't work, so now we're going to use the stick. I think you're switching that with uh, something about getting the switch. No, or spo- sparing the rod yes. and spoiling the child. Yeah. I think that I think that the I think that the carrot and the stick is like a sequel to sparing the rod and spoiling the child. <laughs> it's like don't spoil the child by giving them too many carrots, because Lord knows children love carrots. They're just all hyped up going to the carrot store. You would be missing out on this grand old content if you decided to end the show your partnership with us now I, you know to think that i was saying that we don't have fights we don't debate <laughs> things look at this great minds plato and aristotle just going at it oh my god listen i know home improvement is over our commentary on it isn't yet we have the series spectacular in which yes. we have some series building thoughts yes that are going to come to a conclusion as well as some thoughts about grunt work itself. Yes. We want to be able to send this show off the way that Home Improvement didn't send itself off. Yes. There will be no ambiguity about no. what happens next. But between now and then, we're going to be doing some movies. And uh, I don't know exactly how long that timeline is. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be a few months. And we're going to stay in constant contact with you all. You're going you're gonna to be begging us to be in contact less. <laughs> Guys, get off my doorstep. I don't give a shit. I just wait for it to show up in my feed. <laughs> Here's what, here's some stuff. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. It's gonna be a surprise every week in your inbox. Woo. But I'll I'll give I'll tip the hat a little bit. You're tipping cards. You're tipping hats. I hope you're tipping your waiters because they've been working real hard. We've covered JTT episodes or yes. movies in the past. Yeah. We've covered a Richard Carn movie. Yeah. Finally, yeah. this season we At did. Long last. <laughs> and, and oh, what a Richard Carn movie. We covered a Earl Hinman movie this season. Oh, what a Richard. What a Earl Hinman movie. We covered William O'Leary movies this season. God damn it. I hope, I hope there's more. We've covered ZTB movies, and there are more ZTB movies on yes. the horizon. We've covered many Tim Allen movies. Yep. We even did a couple Patricia Richardson movies. <laughs> really Tom Wopat movies. But yeah, Tom, Tom Wopat movies and, and Brian Dennehy movies. There's one actor from the main cast who we've never done a movie for. Yes. And we're finally doing a Taron Noah Smith movie. And... And we're going to find out if he falls in a river in this one, <laughs> the way all the other Taylor boys have in every other movie they've been in. Oh, I am so excited to cover that, uh, which you can, context clues, you can figure out what the movie is. Uh, man, it's going to be good. I'm not going to spoil it until you see it in your feeds. Uh, we have another Richard Karn movie or yes. two coming up. Yes. Uh, we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some digging. This season, I didn't know Earl Hinman was in a movie with Johnny Cash. Yeah. Maybe he was in a movie with Richard Nixon. I I mean, that would be a shock. Do we do the parallax view? I, I'm always down for a weird 70s thriller. I'm he down for that. He has an amazing scene with Warren Beatty. In that okay, movie. okay, I'll take it's, it. It's, it's, he's not in the whole movie, but I would say cumulatively in the movie longer than Patricia Richardson is in any of the County Line movies. Okay, all right, that's fair. Patricia Richardson has just been poorly served by her film career since Home <laughs> Improvement, and I put that all on the For industry. What we've and, covered. Okay, that that's true, yeah. Um, I put that all on us. 
who knows what we're going to discover. Uh, I can't wait to dig into these. Um, and then we will, uh, as we said, after we're done doing the movies, we're going to do the series spectacular, send the show off right, and uh, transition into the next show. The next show. Ooh. That's what we got coming up over the next couple months. We hope you'll stick in uh, and that you weren't here for home improvement. You were here for the friendships we've made along the way. Absolutely. He said, I hope you'll stick in. And I just want to let you all know if you're if you're hanging on that, that I am too. But I'm not going to make a big thing of it because I'm a guest in his home. <laughs> Anyway, what was that about friends that we've made? What's that about friendships? Maybe being ruined by pedantry? Oh, my God. Season 8 has come to a conclusion, Truman. Let's put it in the vault, the grunt vault. The, okay, never let any of those grunts out. Those grunts killed a man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive into those grunts like Scrooge McDuck later. <laughs> I mean, now that you're so good at grunting, it'll just, it'll just uh, give you even more power. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Um, let's end this episode sounds good this episode there this you. show this show is made possible by our patrons if you want to become an official Grunthead sponsor you can do so over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod whereas little as one dollar a month can get you access to our entire Gruntwork Nights episode yes uh, uh, archive archive String them together as one big episode. Yeah. (laughs) Archives episode. And it's not too late. You think it might be too late. You idiot. (laughs) How fucking stupid you have to be thinking it's too late. Come give us money, jackass. (laughs) It will go a long way to paying the expenses of our new show as well as keeping Gruntwork legacy up and running. Yes. The thing is, once we're done with Gruntwork, it still costs money to keep it alive <laughs> i was not i was not informed of this when i started the podcast that we have to keep paying for it after we stop doing it it's bullshit so your your donations go a long way to help others in the future find this show the responsibility is on you yeah <laughs> for, for we, good or ill we're not going to promote this shit it's all you guys uh but you can also help people find the show by leaving a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'm going to go and say a five-star rating. Yeah. Because if you leave a one- or two-star rating, that's not going to help people find the no, show. No, it's not. It's going to make it harder, in fact. Yes. Which that might... If you're listening this far, you have hate listened for three hours. I have a question about what you're doing with your time. I, I... Wait, have we been going for three? Oh, son of a bitch. It's just different when we're in person, man. You can just go and go. <laughs> uh... So go leave us a rating, and if you want to, leave us a review. Yeah, fuck it. Why not, right? You yeah. got nothing to lose, and we've got more to lose than you, so give it, so give us a good rating and a good review. Or you could stop by to say hi to us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is going to be a place uh, in addition to our website, which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. On Instagram, you can get updates on where our new show will be, yes. all the places you can follow us after the show is completed. So uh, you can follow us on Instagram at GruntWorkPod and visit our website, which is www.geocities.com backslash home improvement one. No, it's www.gruntworkpodcast.com. You all know. Uh, HTML. Yeah. Um, uh, Usenet rec slash arts slash all. I don't know. Where on our website, I will say... uh, Changes are coming soon. Good thing. Additions. There's going to be an episode library. Ah. I'm going to break it down by season. You're going to be able to find things. I've had people who are now finding the show uh, that it's on Disney Plus and Hulu. Um, 
they say it's hard to go through our archives. I get it. I understand. Yeah. Uh, we feel your pain. There'll be a, a search function. Ooh. <laughs> uh, if you want to only listen to movie episodes, I'm going to organize them that way. Hell yeah. So lots of functionality there, as well as really robust show notes are coming. Yeah, they are. As soon as I finish the like the last co- like season and a half of them that I said I was going to do like two months ago, but then I got a new job. <laughs> so when we say you can go listen to this episode as well as more or learn more. No, it's got to be your bull. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> buffalo, 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 right? That's the that's the one that's actually a sentence. <laughs> um, yes. Do that over at our website, which is www.grotworkpodcast.com. Why am I still saying it? Why am I playing this game? <laughs> um, is there anything else you usually do in the outro? I, I don't know. I think that's I think that's it. I think except saying our names. Well, until next time, when we bring you, you thought I was going to give away the oh, title, man. didn't you? I mean, because sometimes he slips up and uh, gives things away. I do. Next time, when we bring you our first, maybe only, Taron Noah Smith movie, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, www.grotworkpodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs>